2011, theorizing that one could make an entertaining podcast, the Geek Out Heroes stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. When they woke, they found themselves trapped in your present, facing political correctness and social justice warriors who were determined to kill humor and joy. Now the GOH are driven by an unknown force to laugh in the face of stupidity and make jokes anyway. Their only guide on this journey is Steve, a listener from their own time, who seems to be just as deranged as they are. And so the Geek Out heroes find themselves leaping from topic to topic, trying to set right what once went wrong, and hoping each time their next cast will be better than the last. Geek Out Heroes, this is Vargo. This is Josiah. Miles. Anderson. Uh, first of all, let's talk about how Steam Deck launched and Gabe Newell went around actually delivering uh, in person some of the first ones and uh, walking up to people's doors and people are sitting there going, oh my gosh, you're Gabe Newell, including giving uh, three Steam Decks to guys who didn't even order them. Wait a minute. So he can and, count to three? And weren't even, yeah, it was amazing. Which is immediately what I said, and I went, "Why the fuck didn't he, why the fuck hasn't anybody addressed the fact that he he gave three of these things away to three people at the same time?" Meaning he knows what the number three is. He's evolving. He's not mean, a communist. Does this mean Half Life Three is confirmed now? <laughs> I am almost surprised no one said he gave three Steam decks away. Half Life Three people is finally in development. Half Life Three confirmed. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised now that you say that. Yeah. Gosh, that was not evidently uh, apparent to me at first. Are we the only ones that remember that joke? Oh, anytime. Yeah, anytime three came, like uh, the the figure three, the the figure three came up with anything with Valve. It was Half-Life three confirmed. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm really disappointed now. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's actually kind of funny. Uh, They'll come out with Portal three, but it'll just be a chat app for the Steam Deck. <laughs> and people still give it perfect tens because they don't have anything else. <laughs> yep. Um, so he was walking around giving people uh, uh, Steam decks, and I sat there watching people, you know, watching people's reactions. One guy was like, "You're Gabe Newell," and, the, and he goes, "Yes, I am." And he goes, "Cool. Why are you here?" <laughs> he's like, "I have your Steam Deck," and he's like, "Oh, that's good. like so." A lot of most most of people, you know, played it really cool with him. Uh, the nice thing is, you know, the one thing I do have to say with with 
Gabe Newell with some of his, like every now and then he has a bad hot take on stuff and, uh, you know, just like anybody can, but overall he's still managed to stay relatively a normal person, even with all of the fame that he's accrued amongst the gaming and PC community. And, uh, I have to say hats off for that. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't really let that shit kind of go to his head compared to what we usually get. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and because of that, like he's, he's kind of understood, you know, one, the modding community two how gamers think and what, and what they like, especially within hardware, which is, uh, you know, one thing that valve does do, does do well, I will say is that their, their hardware, whenever they sell hardware is, is always top notch. It's not, it's not a, a bad system. The only thing that I do say that they do kind of fail at is software wise. Like when it comes to steam, like the, the, uh, steam OS, not great. The integration into Steam Deck isn't uh, isn't all together there. There are still a lot of hitches and a lot of problems. And you know, I've been getting updates every fucking day on my Steam account from every like nearly every game on my list to try and make sure they're certified for Steam Deck. And then they get another fucking patch for Steam Deck, and then the next day another patch. Like I'm sitting there seeing more patches for shit like that are. That, I'm seeing patches for shit that's so old on my system. It makes me question what the fuck is from software doing with Elden Ring and why the fuck haven't they patched my game? So is, is this why every time I log into steam, I've got like 30 patches yeah, in the it's queue? The same reason why when you see Baldur's gate patching every fucking day, it's because they find something new on steam deck. Awesome. Okay. So I'm sitting there going, why the fuck are all these fucking updates <clears throat> happening? Oh, it's because of steam deck. It's because they want to cater to steam deck and don't get me wrong. I totally understand why they want to do that because they want to make sure that one, the hardware that's the hardware that just launched from steam, which is the main platform they sell a majority of their games on functions properly. But at the same time as a PC gamer, not a handheld gamer with that, with that set, it's a little fucking annoying (laughs) to see it every time I turn on my system and have just this list of bullshit fucking updating. But anyways, that's what's going on with that. And uh, I I thought it was kind of cool that he walked around and gave, you know, gave the consoles to people, including three guys who were literally just moving in that he saw and went, hey, I'm going to give three Steam decks to them. And they're signed, which is kind of cool. Do you think they had to like these guys had one, no clue who they who he was two didn't know what Steam Deck was and three weren't gamers. And I went, you guys are forest gumping through life as a gamer. That's that's Forrest Gump right there. You know, you you were just awarded something that you didn't even want, didn't even know you were going to get. And I was like, all right, that, that's that's a Forrest Gump situation. Like that they had no intention of ever getting this, didn't even know who they were getting this from, didn't even know the importance to other gamers of of getting this. And here you go. Now you're now you have something cool. Now, whether or not they actually keep them or sell them, I probably willing to bet more than likely they've they've gone onto ebay to sell them um yeah i'd agree on that one which is unfortunate it was kind of it was still kind of cool you know i saw you guys i thought you guys were you know i thought it was kind of cool to just give you something and here you go do you think they had to go pre-check any of the people that he was going to hand deliver this to to be like make hey, sure they weren't crazy um can or you, that they weren't going to go hey where's half like three? three yeah <laughs> Because I know, I know that's immediately my response. Like I'm, I'm, I was halfway surprised. Nobody answered the door of, Hey, you're Gabe Newell. Yeah, I am. Where's half-life three. Yeah. Well, that's where I was going with this. Cause I know both of us would have done that. Hey, are you going to ever make half-life three or are we just going to get unlimited spinoffs to two? 
some of us would like a conclusion to the story. Right. Or, you know, Team Fortress 3. Portal 3. Yeah. Anything. Anything. Yeah. Nope. Just more more hats. Well, it's going to be Half-Life Alex 2, and then it's going to stop right there. Yeah. I got to tell you guys, in the back of my mind, because we did, because of that one time that I fucked up and didn't do the intro, I almost started doing the intro right away. Just now. <laughs> that's yeah. how, that's, that's how frazzled my brain is at this point. So, well, I would agree that all of us are not fully functional today. No, I'm really, really tired. I got shit sleep last night. So I'm hoping I can stay awake through Batman or Batman can keep me awake because we're going to see that later. And listeners will have, we'll talk about that uh, next week on the podcast, but it's been getting some pretty good reviews. Uh, it's been, it's got one really weird review. This person acted like <laughs> it was, it was such the SJW take. Like it was the classic snowflake take of how dare you come out with a film when people are dying across the world. <laughs> and it's like, people die every day. Like, I don't think you, I don't think this person understands what's going on in Africa. They either watch Lion right King now, and understand the cycle of uh, life or, or circle other life. places in the world where, <laughs> where they're like, I hate to tell this person, there are war torn countries all over the planet. Yeah. They're, like it's, it's not our Humans fight. love conflict and, and entertainment's not going to stop just because of that. And this, this, you know, you wanted the movie theater to pull the, pull the film just because a war in another country started. They, they didn't run. They're not running the film in, in Russia. I mean, that should make you happy enough, right? You have tons of people, you know, banding together and saying, we're not going to, we're not going to give Russia any of our services. I mean, it turns out that Pornhub thing is actually real. That's hilarious. Uh, turns out that the, they're, they're, that they're not the only ones. There's tons of uh, websites out there that are basically telling Russia, we're not going to give you our services, which is weird because they'll all come together to, you know, banned against Russia because Russia invades Ukraine, but they're not going to do shit to China. Guaranteed. China goes into Taiwan. Nothing will happen. Almost guarantee it. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. What? China going into Taiwan. Oh, China going into Taiwan. I think the only reason that's taking or that's not taking place is because uh, Russia, I think, I think genuinely Russia thought that taking over the Ukraine was going to be easy. I think that they thought that it was going to be a cakewalk and they were going to walk in and just try to knock it out in a week and they were going to knock it out in a week and it was going to be over. And I don't think they really, I don't think they really expected to, to go full on. All right, we're going to go, we're going to go full in. We're going to, we're going to try and fuck as much shit up as possible. We're going to make you fight for every inch, that kind of deal. Well, not only that, but apparently it's been like a logistical nightmare of, you know, the Russians are getting, uh, you know, fuel. Yep. Um, Fuel a lot from of the their problem. own country, which is crazy because Russia is self is self efficient when it comes to fuel. Uh, another problem Tanks is being a lot of guys, away. <laughs> yep. a lot of their uh, their infantry are conscripts. Uh, well, one a lot of their infantry is conscripts. Uh, they had all of those thousands of troops that were put on the border, and they were legitimately told their soldiers were told, "You are just conducting drills. We are not going to war. We just want to make sure we reiterate that." Then the next thing they know, they're at war. Granted, there's a lot of propaganda out there from both sides, but there are videos out there showing Russians and even uh, that letter that was written on a phone or uh, that text message that was found from a soldier who who died on the battlefield from a Russian soldier to his mother back home telling her he didn't understand why he was there. Like he sat there, like you have people who are, who are told, Hey, you're having a training exercise. Suddenly now they're at war and they're sitting there going, we're told that if we, if we retreat, we'll be shot. So we, we have to stay here regardless of what's going on. 
regardless of what the situation is, we're being told if we if we leave, we'll be shot. Okay, well, morale's down for that. Right? Morale's obviously down on that. Morale's also down on soldiers who were told, oh, you're going to go fight for, for the motherland. You're going to go fight for your country. You're fighting against tyranny. And they're getting there and realizing, no, what we're doing is we're bombing citizens. We were told that they were going to be open, you know, inviting us with open arms. And that's not what's happening. And I think that's the only reason why China's not going, hey, can you help us out with Taiwan? Because if while you guys are fighting this and, and we band together, we can help each other out. That would be an easy prospect to do if you're winning a war. But currently, that's not what's really happening. And China's going, all right, maybe we'll hold off and find out what's going on. We'll see. Well, I was thinking we'll that too. When they were expecting like America to go all out against Russia and not realize America won't even send a troop over there. Yeah, it's not our fight. No. And I agree. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not only situation. that, but you have, you, have in, you have the entirety of NATO and, and all of Europe right next to them. And, and if they're not going to jump in and do anything. Well, not only that, but the moment we get involved with any boots on the ground, that's World War Three kicking off right Absolutely. there. So yeah. I, I I understand why we're staying out of it as much yeah. as we are. We'll, we'll send aid and maybe some, you know, first aid um, and observers. Or, it's, it's a rock. It's a rock and a hard place. Yeah. yeah. And I get it. That's just one of those things like, look, it'd be nice to just kind of not get involved and police the world anymore. Yeah, it's never appreciated regardless. Yeah. All right. So getting back to what Miles had brought up, the fact that like he's surprised that, you know, China hadn't, you know, hadn't done it now. We have all these tech companies who are getting involved and saying we're going to ban these things. But they 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 conveniently won't ban other. They won't make bans or make regulations. Yeah, regulations for other countries when it involves, oh, we have a lot of money invested in them right now. I mean, like you can't tell me Pornhub lost a massive amount of business in Russia. You can't tell me that Apple lost a, la- a massive amount of business no. in Russia. Like, come on. If it were China, it'd be a completely different. I guarantee you'd be completely different. There'd be a completely different concession. It's the same thing that we're hearing the double speak from world leaders who are trying to actively ban protesting in their country, like Canada. Who is trying to create Australia. laws? Australia, the UK, New trying Zealand. to create laws that say you can't peacefully protest. Meanwhile, they're telling the Russians, "Good on you for for peacefully protesting against your government for this war." Wait a minute, you're you're trying to stop your own people from being able to do that. Oh, it's only it's only okay if it's somebody else doing it, and it and it makes you look good for supporting it. Got it? If it doesn't affect you, it's fine. And that's the way that's kind of the the status quo for the world right now. Anyways, uh, you know, getting back to how we how we, you know, how we got started on this in the first place. Uh, this is going to be a tangent cast. Yeah, it is, mm-hmm. is going to be a bit of a tangent cast. We'll see if I we'll see how much I <clears throat> that last part I edit out. But with Valve, you know, in, in regards to regulations and trying to stop people from being able to do certain things with equipment that they had created. Valve doesn't take the stance on. We're not going to let you mod your system. We're not going to let you do things to your to your own equipment. And they've made sure that they've uh, given people access to uh, the CAD uh, files for Steam. Why? Because they want people to be able to mod the equipment to how they need it to work for them. Yeah. Or replace it how they or want. Re- or replace what they need to. You know, people who want to replace joysticks, stuff like that, and open it up and just replace the joist, you know, just the, uh, the, the fucking analog stick and keep the housing or the... Uh, the uh, receiving housing for or do so, specialty housing um, however you want. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things of, of they aren't opposed to allowing people to mod their systems. So one of the cool things I was seeing about these CAD files that valve is releasing 
is that the fact that you can now link up to some of these CAD files, modify them, and put them into a 3D printer. That way, if you truly do want to like, make your own customer designs, you can do it. Yeah, people have been doing that for a while. I hear they just kind of made it easier. Yeah, quicker access. Because I've been, uh, what is it? Somebody's been taking the uh, the files out of uh, MacWarrior 5 and uh, 3D printing those. I've been buying those for a while just because I don't have my own 3D printer. But You know, like if you do it right, you could probably make a good side gig using a 3D printer. Yeah. Yeah. But they're they're allowing people to mod their systems and they're not putting regulations on that. Whereas you pose that to Nintendo. They flip the fuck out. Nintendo flips the fuck out. And Nintendo has shown just, you know, shown that throughout the years. But Nintendo turns around and flips the fuck out just over emulators. And currently there's a lot of people using emulation on Steam just to show how well Steam handles emulation. And one of those things is emulation of Nintendo games. People create emulation for Nintendo games so they can play old Nintendo titles that they cannot play on their switch. They cannot play anymore because they don't have a Wii U or a Wii. So until, and and until Nintendo creates the ability to actually play that through their own system, this is the only way they can get access to it. So there are some people who have been showing off like just how well the steam deck handles emulation and how powerful it is enough to actually handle emulation because emulation in some cases, while it's not hard to create emulation, it's hard to, uh, I shouldn't say hard. It's uh, emulation can be kind of sketchy sometimes, depending on the hardware you're, you're you're running on. It's kind of the reason why it's the reason why Sony originally with the PS3 or PS4 wasn't going to emulate or emulate or put an emulator. God, if I could get my words out correctly, that'd be great today. Jesus, and I have just stuttering problems the entire time. I'm fucking biting over here. Come uh, on, man. The reason why the PS4 couldn't do emulation was because it wasn't powerful enough for the PS3. It could do emulation for the PS2 and PS1, but when it comes to the PS5, PS5 is powerful enough to do emulation for the PS4. It's powerful enough to do PS3 emulation. It's powerful enough to do PS2 emulation. Uh, While the emulation for PS3 would be kind of a pain in the ass because of the way the infrastructure for the cell processor was, Sony could figure it out, guarantee it, but they don't want to. Because they want to try and get everybody on the PlayStation now. And Nintendo is no different. Nintendo wants to get everybody onto Nintendo Online. And they want to get everybody using the uh, emulation system that they have. Which is hysterical because the emulation system they used for Nintendo 64 was an open source emulation that somebody had already made, somebody else had made that they just took. And while, yeah, it's free, they can use it. Uh, it made them no different than anybody else. They they literally were doing the same thing that other people were doing and are trying to do on the Steam Deck. And what's hap- what's happening with that is if you have a Steam Deck and you're showing off the emulation, which this this should be completely stricken against them every time they do it from YouTube. YouTube should just be like, you guys are fucking full of shit. No, we're not doing that. Because all the person is doing is showing the technical capabilities of the hardware. It has nothing to do with showing off how to make the emulator. They're not showing off how to install the emulator. They're not even showing off how to rip off Nintendo games. They're literally just showing what the hardware is capable of. And that's it. And yet Nintendo is going on there going, Oh, uh, that's our, that's ours. We, you, you, you can't show that copyright stricken. And they're doing this across the board. And it's been crazy how much they've been doing this against uh, mostly just steam deck users who have been showing this stuff off. 
but they've all they, since then they've been going through some of the some of these Steam Deck users who have done this in the past who have shown off like just different hardware setups and stuff like that. They can show off emulation, and they've been going through the, some of their older older videos and putting putting copyright strikes against them. And here's the the biggest thing with this listeners is the fact that if they do that enough, a person gets banned from YouTube. If you get too many copyright strikes strikes against you, you get banned from YouTube. And then you have to fight, like fight the YouTube system to get one replaced on YouTube and two monetized again. This is Nintendo just being a corporate piece of shit and going after people's livelihood because they don't want anybody asking the question of, hey, if this can do this, why can't I do this on something else? Why can't I do this with old Nintendo NES games and have this series back? Why can't I create an entire library of your old games that you don't allow us to have anymore because you don't one don't want to pay for the licensing fees anymore. And two, you just don't want to, you don't, you don't want to pay for that emulation of that specific product Yeah, because there's not enough demand for it. Well, they have a lot great, of hand, I, hand library going yeah, away right now. Yeah. That's, and that's the thing is it's a huge, you're, you're losing all this library for games and this is happening every generation that they do not do emulation Every generation that they, do, that they don't create a digital library backup of anything, it's happening. Every generation that we move on and don't and yeah. don't try to preserve the games that we had, which causes people to have to buy the old systems. And yeah, that means like there's, the there's old, a reason why discs. I still have a PS3. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? So, uh, you know, and, and speaking of uh, <laughs> preserving old old games and or trying to bring them back. It was reminded that uh, because of rumors that are going around and these, you know, some of these rumors have been around for a while, but more rumors have been popping up that Sony is looking to go back to some of their older library games and re revitalize old uh, franchises that they've owned for a long time that uh, they haven't, they haven't been revisiting or they, that have kind of gotten stagnant. Um, and it's it's kind of funny because when you sit there and think about the amount of licenses that Sony actually owned from the PlayStation to the PlayStation 3, even into the PlayStation 4, they are sitting on just a gold mine of uh, assets. We just lost Miles. Miles has fallen into the quantum leap. What time Sorry. is the movie again, Anderson? 4.30. Okay. I'm excited for the movie. Just because I've got reviews from some of the people I trust. I've heard I've heard good things and I've heard some bad things. The thing that made me start out on this whole fucking tangent was that bitch sitting there fucking saying, uh, "There's a war going on." There's a war going on. I can't believe it. Like, you no, know, fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and, and jump back into that while Miles is gone. So yeah, that so that lady comes comes around and says that uh, there's a war going on, and she's like, "I can't believe that you put out something so depressing while this is happening in another in another country." Like, it's not released in in the Ukraine. It's not released in Russia. What, are you are you worried about them? This no, is you're primary worried about for English countries. Yeah. Well, it's it's not just that. It's it's you're worried about yourself. You're worried about how you feel about their situation. You don't know what's actually happening over there. You aren't over there. Yeah. It's not directly affecting you're you. You're not right part now. of that world. So why are you losing your fucking mind over over a movie? Get fucked, dude. I'm still laughing about the fucking what was that? Lot of video poet the lady that came out and said I should have been Putin's mom. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that last week. Like, oh, yeah, we just talking about that one last week. Just how like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's why I brought up the fact that like like Joan Bay, like uh, Joe Bayher or whatever the fuck her name is. Like how like this is how delusional fucking Hollywood is. 
Oh, Hollywood's always out of touch. Yeah, Hollywood is just fucking just nuts. It's filled with fucking nut jobs. And then you had a uh, you know fucking Whoopi Goldberg trying to win people's you know people over with the good and and get back into people's good graces by trying to you know blast uh, one of the uh, conservative. Um, oh, dude, I watched reps. that. I, I laughed my ass off when she's sitting there. She's, she's out like, of touch. Yeah, too. she she's sitting there going going you know she she's just she's uh, what was she saying? She's saying that she's disrespecting the soldiers. I'm like she brought up the 13 soldiers that died. To the man who is responsible for their deaths. That's what that's what she did. And you're mad at her because she did that? Or did you completely take things out of context and just go with the mainstream media of, oh, I can't believe she disrespected those soldiers too much? Yeah. One of those sold one of those soldiers' family family members, his mother lives in her fucking district, bitch. Shut Which the fuck is up. Cauldron's viewership is dropping. I mean, uh, the view. I just call it witch's cauldron. It basically is. Yeah, yeah. It's just a bunch of fucking old biddies who just sit there and talk nonsense and don't know what the fuck they're saying. Let's see if Miles comes back. I'm on hot spot for now. So getting getting back to on topic subjects. Sorry. Let's go ahead and uh, Nintendo goes about it the wrong way. They've always gone about it the wrong way. If you think Nintendo is this big friendly company, you are wrong. Yeah. They are just they are just they're as just corruptible. Another and company. Just, yeah. And just as much of a big corporation as everybody else. And they will do whatever is within their selfish needs. So it does not matter if it, it affects somebody else's livelihood. It doesn't matter if it affects uh, even just the community as a whole. They'll do what they fucking want. But, you know, speaking of steam, Bethesda finally uh, decided that, Hey, we're going to get rid of our, uh, our launcher that was failed that nobody fucking liked and nobody wanted. And we're migrating everything over to steam and having it on steam launcher for PC. I don't know if it was Bethesda's call in this case. I'm, I'm more inclined to say Microsoft went, look, it's costing money and in infrastructure and nobody wanted it in the first place. And nobody used it. And nobody want, wanted to use it. So let's get rid of this. Let's get rid of this because we, we aren't going to support it. So we own you. We're not going to support it. Do you see where this is going? Yeah. And we don't have a strong enough launcher ourselves. We're going to go to somebody yeah. who knows Microsoft, what they're doing. Microsoft's own, yeah, Microsoft's own launcher isn't even strong enough to to really fucking work with everything game pass listeners game pass still has a lot of problems as much as we praise it we've talked about this on the podcast before that's because that's just a good catalog well as much as we've praised it it works great on console but on pc man it is a shit show it it is so up and down it's still worth the money in my opinion but with the comparatively to a lot of other services yes but with the the big old asterisk of they still need to fix a lot of shit yeah it's most and it mostly has to do with their game services yeah it's always game services that fails which is why we've talked about this before even on the cast uh halo infinite campaign doesn't really work for me but multiplayer works Works really well yeah because i have that downloaded through steam but i haven't paid for the uh the campaign i'm playing that through game pass yeah so yeah, and it's it's always like I said, it's always has to do with game services. I don't know, I don't understand what the deal is and why Microsoft can't get that shit together. But it is infuriating to deal with sometimes. You well, launch a game, they hire, like, uh, you know, they absorb Bethesda, but that's not going to be a good crew. <laughs> well, it's not. It's it's not just like it's not just you know failure on obviously Bethesda games. It's failures on a lot of things, and yeah. Bethesda is not doing their programming for game services, so. We're just saying it's they just, were hoping they would help them now. Yeah, it just it just it just brings us back to that conversation we had just before we started the podcast of just programmer. It feels like programmers are just not as good as they used to be. 
I no, feel nothing like, ever feels finished anymore. I feel like the guys that they've they've hired that have come out of school and stuff like that and gone through college don't have the chops for doing any of this. They've stuff only had like one project compared, under them yeah, compared to the guys who came up doing this stuff as a hobby and went into a career of it. Like right. it's 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 like the equivalent of watching. It's like the equivalent of of when I used to have those conversations with my old boss of like somebody who gets their master's degree in design versus somebody who's been working 15 years in design. I've, I'd been working 15 years in design. She tried to convince me to go get my master's and I laughed and I said, I'd be the person teaching the fucking class. And she goes, why do you say that? And I said, because I'd be smarter than the teacher teaching the car, teaching the course the, the, the more than likely the professor wouldn't have had any experience or wouldn't have new experience. So they wouldn't be teaching anything new. They'd be teaching all right. old shit. So how does that equate to doing current design? It doesn't. You know, you take me and put me into that position even after five years of experience versus the guys that I worked with when I came into the industry and they all had, you know, 15, 20 years of experience working in design and they came up through old school shit all the way to the new school. I mean, we're talking doing stuff by hand into computer, the computer age and having to learn those skills. I mean, those those guys are fucking masters, in my opinion. They're the guys who came up and had so much experience that they knew how to work around any problem. And they had a much bigger learning curve. Yeah. So, you know, it, (laughs) yeah. Am I, am I a Leonardo da Vinci or are they, (laughs) they are. So why the fuck would I go into a college or go back into a school to get a longer degree for no reason? So listeners, I'm going to tell you this uh, really quick. Just, this is my own personal thoughts on higher education. There are some fields where you need to actually go in and get a degree. Absolutely. There are some fields where you probably should go in and get a higher degree. That would be doctorates. But for the most part, in most career paths, a master's degree is completely pointless. The only thing it does for some, for a lot of people is, especially in education, is it gives them more pay. And that's, that's it. It's kind, of, it's kind of ridiculous. It doesn't matter how much experience they've had. They still want them to go get their master's. They still want them to go get their master's uh, in order to be a principal or even in some cases for some schools, uh, doctorates in order to become you know, a principal or the head of a district. I mean, it's, it's absolutely batshit to think about the fact that someone's experience in those education in, in those areas is less valuable than making sure they have the degree to match it. It's just completely mind blowing to me. And this was never more evident to me than when one of my own instructors, while while working in cybersecurity, was basically having to get her master's degree in order to prove that she belonged at the top, that she belonged the head of the department. And I was glad to hear that she was able to get what she needed to get in order to prove to the establishment that she was worthy of the title. But the problem is, is that at the same time, she was already worthy of that before the extra education. She was worthy of it before getting the master's super intelligent. She's exceedingly good at what she does. And I sat there going, I don't understand if you're, if you're good and you're qualified, why isn't that enough? And that's, that's the craziest part is that when it comes to education industry, when it comes to other areas, even out in the real world, sometimes they look at your diploma and they think that's more important than the actual work you put in. Could you imagine that in certain industries? Could you imagine if you were out there uh, as a plumber or electrician or working in a, you know automotive repair and they told you that they wanted you to get a master's 
in something like engineering or something crazy in order to prove that you deserve the raise or deserve the position of being the head of a department. What? The fact that you've done this for how many years doesn't count? And that's kind of the way a lot of industries are going. I mean, for crying out loud, I, I ran, I started running into this literally in design where people are like, you don't have your masters. Why don't you have your masters? I'm sitting there going, because my masters would be fucking useless. It doesn't make me smarter. To me, it's the equivalent when somebody gets a doctorate in education. To me, all that says is that congratulations, you, you went to school for too long. You have less experience than an actual teacher. You, in my opinion, have less value than an actual teacher. But I'm one of those crazy people that sees people in positions that don't get enough pay uh, for what they do and go, that person should be fucking immortalized. That person should be looked at. We literally sit down and worship our fucking celebrities. We, we, hit, we put them on a pedestal. We treat them like fucking royalty practically. We don't, we don't even consider looking to our engineers, looking to our scientists, looking to the people who literally shape the world around us. We don't look to them to praise. We don't look to them to say, hey, great job. Instead, we are excited and scream and people fucking lose their shit over seeing The Rock or I watched the documentary for the anniversary for Hogwarts or for Harry Potter and you know, watching people screaming and losing their mind over Daniel Radcliffe showing up and crying. I'm sitting there, God, like, what is wrong with this world? That's just the logical part of me. And I sit there and go, I don't understand why you treat a person greater than another person simply because they're famous. They were in a movie that you liked. That makes no sense. I guess what I'm getting to is just, you know, look at people as just people have a little more respect for people who do the jobs that shape the world around us and don't put a whole lot of clout into a degree. I've known plenty of people with degrees that are dumber than a bag of hammers. And that's, and that's how I feel about programmers now. Programmers now, I feel like a lot of them are coming out of college. They're coming out of, out of getting these you know, master's degrees in programming, but they don't have any of the experiences that their predecessors had. And that's why we're getting such shit products that were, that's why we're getting you know, products with tons of fucking holes in them. I, I think that's what's caused technological issues that we've had, especially in programming, especially in gaming. Look at what happened with Dice. Battlefield 2042. Battlefield 2042, all of the old guard was gone. The old team had left. They had brought in a brand new team, all fresh baby faces who had never worked on, who had never worked. One, most of them had never worked on an FPS. Two, none of them had ever worked on a Battlefield game. And they were all being brought in with new leadership, a new creative director. And guess what the creative director had worked on? Candy Crush. Well. You put a guy who worked on Candy Crush in charge of Battlefield 2042 and you thought it was and you for some reason thought it wouldn't fail. I, I got to start questioning EA entirely on all leadership at this point of who the fuck made that decision and why aren't they fired yet? Listeners, keep in mind, this is the same guy who's been hired by Ubisoft to be the VP of Ubisoft's powerful editorial team, which means he's going to be involved in the decision making for all future Ubisoft games. Yeah. When you hear when you hear about decisions like that, all you can think of is just going, well, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense why you were the, the game was so shitty because they didn't have anybody else working on it that had worked on it before. That's why none of the old shit's in there. That's why it's missing features from the old games. That's why it's missing a fucking scoreboard for crying out loud. They had newbies who had never done this shit before, who had never worked on this game series before. 
doing all this, you know, doing all this new stuff. That's why you see like a stark contrast between as much as I love Horizon Zero Dawn, Gorillas, it was for it was Gorilla's first foray into that kind of world and that kind of game ever. Mm-hmm. You compare that to other RPGs, and it's not quite there. You know, you don't have a weapon system where you can completely upgrade your you don't completely have a upgrade your system fleshed your, out skill tree. You don't have yeah it, yeah, it it was missing features that they've they've now started bringing into the new one, right? So it's one of those things of like, this is a growing pains. This is, this is a, a developer where it shocked us on how good it was considering what they used to work on, but they had never worked on something like this. And it was a big gamble. But the difference is, is that when they started working on it, Gorilla was smart enough to say, Hey, we actually, since we're expanding our studio, we have the ability to hire people who have worked on open worlds, who had worked on third person games. We can bring in people who have worked on this stuff to make sure that the game is at least as polished as we can make it for what we want to make. Yeah. That was a smart you choice. Wind up with the, uh, you wind up with the first iteration being a more polished game, in my opinion. But I think a lot of that comes down to simpler is better in a lot of cases. Agreed. Um, yeah. You start things get too, too complicated. Convoluted. Yeah. Yeah. Too convoluted and too complex for, for games. And I would give that caveat to coders nowadays is I would imagine there's a lot more shit to keep track of and et cetera, et cetera I link up and whatnot, but also the technology is better. So it's really hard to say. Um, I get that. Yeah. Okay. I certainly I can see that. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't want to fucking code. That shit's fucking magic to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> don't make any I'm fucking saying, sense. I'm, listeners, this is not a conversation <laughs> where I'm saying I could do better. I'm no, not a coder no, no, no. for a reason, but, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying is the fact that, like that it's, it's definitely something where you're just like, all right, I don't know quite what's happening here, but there's definitely something going on in right. the background that's, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And that's one more thing that, you know, could be the contribution to why I've said for the past several years, rise of Indies, you got tend yep. to be simpler games. So simpler yeah. coding, easier to polish. You know, so I, I prefer a, a better finished product than yeah, something that's complex and broken. Yeah. Absolutely. Partially how that's kind of affecting the industry. And I think it's kind of, I think it's being seen throughout the industry of like, we need to slow down. We're going too fast. We're not putting in the features we promised stuff like that. We saw that with cyberpunk, right? Cyberpunk 2077 yeah. had, that had, was not a finished game. That was not a finished when it wasn't, when it wasn't a finished, t- finished game. It wasn't what they promised. It turned out they were using a lot of smoke and mirrors. Like a lot of other people were doing. Uh, we ended up with, you know, we ended up now with, uh, Elder Scrolls, Elder Scroll, or sorry, uh, Elden Ring. God damn it. I'm going to do that every time. Elder, it's either that or I'm going to say Lord of the Rings, <laughs> which I did yesterday. Uh, I was going to call it Dark so. Rings or <laughs> Elden Souls. So Scroll the Ring. <laughs> Scroll the Ring. Uh, so you have Elden Ring and while it's a pretty game and at times, if you're standing still, it's, it's gorgeous. But when you start moving around and going to new areas, anything that has new textures, we have that stuttering issue. And it's across the board on all PCs. And there are other technical issues that are happening on consoles as well. And it's just not as polished as their previous products that they've had. And it's not that they didn't take a lot of time on the game. It's the fact of they were started using something new that they had never used before, which was DirectX 12. And DirectX 12, anytime a company says that they're using DirectX 12 now for a game, I cringe. And it's because... Has been tested. Why? Well, one DirectX 12 is new technology for a lot of for a lot of companies still, even though it's been out for several years. But even when it first debuted, DirectX 12 was just garbage when it launched. 
it's 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 like hearing Bethesda say, "Oh, well, we we upgraded the Gamebryo engine." <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, exactly. When they're saying they're like, "Oh, we made a the creation engine uh, more robust, and we've we've updated now. We have creation engine two. Is it still based off the old one? Yes." The old one couldn't even go up. You couldn't even go up ladders, guys. That's why the there was that scene in that stupid teaser where the character goes up the ladder because you couldn't do that in a Bethesda game before that. Or uh, another one is um, any any game that's based on Unity. Yeah, is another one that I immediately. Yeah. I've been I followed games the Unity engine for yeah. years, and then as soon as you see the Unity logo pop up in a trailer, I'm like, well, I'm fucking out. Yeah, yeah. It's it goes along the lines of like back when uh, you you remember when uh, games had that issue where if they were made for specifically specifically for AMD uh, and, they, and it had the Evolve logo <laughs> on there and everybody knew this isn't going to run on an NVIDIA game or NVIDIA uh, product right away. We might as well just delay it and mm-hmm. wait and wait to buy it. That happened universally across the board for a long time. And uh, that was kind of known known well in the in the gaming industry. And that's what's happening now is that when people see they're like, well, I'm just not going to play it then right away because it's not going to work right away. Yeah. And, what a year. Yeah. And I mean, the only, the only reason I bought Elden Ring uh, when I did or pre-ordered it when I did was because I got such a fucking killer deal on it. True, I'm still um, sitting on cyberpunk and I'm just waiting. And what do you have cyberpunk on? Uh, Xbox. Ooh. Yeah. Wait till you actually have a series. Yeah, so I just, at this point, I'm like, it's not even downloaded. It's just yeah. open the cloud that, for me to download I know, honestly, one day. That game's not worth playing at all on anything other than a Series X or a, a powerful PC. And I'll, I'll even include the Series S in that. As somebody who slogged it, through run. that game on a PS4 Pro, I can yeah. second that. Yeah. I, the only reason I played it is because I already paid for it. Yeah, the Siri, this while the Series S can play it and it'll function, it's not going to have all the features that they promised. And xbox the xbox series x is the only one that can seem seemingly handle it fully and the xbox one x handled it better than the series s so there's kind of no point uh and miles and i remember i remember when miles and i were talking about that when he was playing it on the xbox one x and the differences just the sheer difference of what he was seeing on his system and then what i was seeing on my pc and then he got it on series x even from the from the one X to the Series X, seeing that massive stark difference. Uh, I remember just, seeing the footage from from Loach playing. Oh yeah, like, oh Good man, fuck. Loach has damn so bad. Yeah, and that's 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 one of the things. Like we we want finished products. The whole adage of you only get a fir- uh, one chance to make a first impression, yeah, is doubly true for fucking games. Absolutely, and that's I think that's what's and that's what's happening now in the gaming industry. We're having developers and publishers are it's starting to slowly catch on of like oh shit we fucked up we're not going to get another chance yeah, EA, you're always going to have a negative stigma of you fucked up even if you make your game good you yeah. know no man's sky as good as they've made it now like they're still going to have years. that stigma forever of it's you still released a fucking lie i still have yeah. people like whenever they release an update there are still people in the comments that saying i i'm still not going to play this i'm never going to download this game again because of what happened yeah yeah i get it there there's there and i, uh, and I totally burned. understand it yeah, yeah i totally understand it they were they were burned by it and i think that some developers and develop and, and publishers are starting to catch on with this and one of those being activision with their merger with microsoft of realizing of like oh shit we need to make sure our quality is higher so that this when this merger goes through we actually prove that we're worth the money because yeah. 
the last thing that company that really the last thing Activision wants right now is when they get sold or when they finally get sold off and bought out by Microsoft, they don't want Microsoft coming in and cleaning house because that will happen. If Activision continues the, on the direction they've been going and Vanguard was terrible with Vanguard, with what happened with the, uh, the war zone update, uh, with what half with, with what's happened with, uh, Blizzard, the bad press from all of that. If they continue on that route, Microsoft's going to buy them. And as soon as they buy them and, and I mean, obviously Kodak's going to be fucking gone. Uh, thankfully, even though he's going to get a massive payday, even though he's going to get a massive, massive fucking payday listeners, it's still better for that company that he is gone. This doesn't change the fact that it's Activision. Activision is still Activision. They still say and do stupid shit. Like, for instance, the fact that they were given the last three years in California to put three female members on their board, which is required by the state. They've had three years to do it. They failed it every single year, and they still turned around and said, oh, it's not our fault. It's because Microsoft is buying us. That's why we couldn't do it. You've had three years to do this, guys. Three years. That means every for, for each year, you could have put at least one female on your board. Now, listeners, I'm not going to get into the logistics of how I think that's an unfair law in the state just because it's literally a diversity hire, but it doesn't change the fact that they still didn't do it. They had three years. They still didn't do it. And then they turned around and tried to blame Microsoft for it. Yeah. So Activision is still Activision. Just rest assured of that. That leadership needs to go. Absolutely. But the last thing Activision wants totally is for Microsoft to come in and start cleaning house and start doing a deep dive clean of. And when I say deep dive clean, I mean, going through departments and saying, you failed here, you failed here, you failed here, and just kicking people out. They don't want that. So Activision, after Microsoft had made the statement of we're going we're, we're going to consider releasing Call of Duty every other year instead of every year, Activision took that to heart of like, okay, what they're at, what they're basically getting at is the fact of one, we don't want this to interfere with Halo. Two, we want to make sure that this game comes out at the quality people expect it to from that series, and we want to make sure you retain your gamers, not losing them because of because you have to have a release every year. That doesn't work when gamers get when gamers get burned by that. Even Call of Duty gamers, they found out if a Call of Duty gamer, if a game comes out and it's burned, they'll just ignore it and go, I'm going to move on. I'm not going to play Call of Duty for a year. And if you come out with something that attracts my attention next year, we'll see. Okay, so called even Call of Duty players are starting to get a little more refined in what they expect from this from the from the game. I'm not saying they're a little more refined in what they expect as a whole as a gamer. Because they mostly play just one game. And listeners, well, we can yeah, say the same is, thing with sports gamers. Yeah, and listeners, I am using a broad simplification of their gamers. Uh, I mean, I'm, I realize that there are Call of Duty gamers out there that play other games, but there's not a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, Call of Duty wouldn't have the the gamership that they, you know, the game, the gamers that they have, the player account that they have for Warzone. So, and it's also funny to think that even they're starting to get pissed off. And that's what I'm saying is like they're they're. They're player, their players that are only Call of Duty players. Mostly this is the only game they ever play are getting more refined in their tastes for even their own game of saying, look, you need to make sure that you make a good game for me. Otherwise, I'm not going to play it. And that I think that kind of started back with probably Black Ops 4 when that was the first release of only multiplayer online. And it's player count or it's 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 fucking player count just tanked after yeah. a couple of weeks because it wasn't very good. And they're like, all right, well, I'm not playing this. I'm going to move back to, you know, you had people moving back to other, you know, other Call of Duties and going, I'm just going to play this instead. 
so when it, when it comes to Warzone, you don't want that because Activision and Microsoft need to retain those players. They need to make sure that yeah, those players money. continue to play play into the game. Microsoft wants that to be successful because they want to buy them and make sure it continues in that success. So they're going to start doing the every other year release instead. And I think that's a good thing because that'll help their developers make sure they're retaining quality, that they're going through their game. And I'm hoping, hoping that this means that there's going to be a lot of quality of life changes for just their employees and their game testers. And that, that, that will create a better relationship between their game testers and the developers of, Hey, we need to fix this. We're on it. We're going to fix it before launch. We're doing it now. That kind of thing. And that, because that, that return, that's going to be better for the gamers because when you pop in a game and it doesn't have any glitches, it's fucking incredible. And you go, what the fuck? This game's actually running. It's a surprise now, and it shouldn't be. The game, the industry used to be closer to that, and it's not anymore. And part of the reason why it's not anymore is because everybody just, oh, we'll fix it in post. That was one of our biggest positive critiques for uh, Death Stranding. Yep. The game just worked. The game just worked. Yeah. There wasn't any real issue. Leave it to Kojima to make a completely convoluted, nonsensical story that even he didn't fully understand when it came out. And the game worked. They're like, how do you have a how do you have a story so fucking bonkers and out there, but the gameplay and the overall world structure and stuff like that didn't have major glitches that prevented you from playing through the game that didn't have things like, you know, falling through the world. I actually never fell through the world once in Death Stranding. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the first open world game I've ever played other than Horizon Zero Dawn. We don't fall through the world or didn't fall through the world. It's fucking unreal. I was like, wow, that's that's impressive. That game is uh, so far peak Kojima, though. I'm excited to see what he'll come out with next. <laughs> you mean just in the nonsense, like where like where yeah. it went? I'm, I'm hoping to see it'll get crazy. Like, yeah. I want something crazier. <laughs> I want whatever he takes when he writes, and then I want to play that game. <laughs> right, like, what is the mixture of what you're putting into your body when you make this shit up? Oh, man. I'm sure it involves a lot of things from the eighties. <laughs> All new definition of pop I mean, rocks. Well, we're talking about somebody. We're talking about somebody who likes Echo to put cooler? himself in his own game. <laughs> 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 likes to put his, he likes to put himself in his own games. Let's too, not so. pretend we're any better. If we were making oh, no. games, we would be all over the place in them. It, and that's the thing is like, if I had, if would we be any different if we had that kind of talent? in reality oh no i mean well we're re- releasing vargo fever dream three yeah uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh the amount of fucking weird shit that i think of when i dream is so <laughs> out there it's kind of disturbing to be honest i fucking you hate should, weird uh, dreams you should message him and be like hey i have weird dreams oh, too yeah right let's collaborate i could totally i could probably totally <laughs> sell him on some of that shit um i think there were ladders in it <laughs> and lots of good rope but uh <laughs> your profession is based on the type of shoe you wear yeah so the that was why you know the the whole call of duty like annual releases what it kind of made me start thinking of like maybe the industry's starting to catch on a little bit about the fact that, like they're putting out some bad quality and that things need to slow down and that de- your developers your programmers they need to have the time necessary in order in order to do good work uh one of the things that i mean one of the things that bronx's mother had talked about uh before with me was the fact that in her job as you know as an administrator and the fact that like you know having to hire people and let people go like anything like that 
she would rather have somebody who's slow at their job, but does it right every time than have somebody who's quick, but only gets it done 60% of the time. Well, and that's, that's a conversation that I have with my bosses because, you know, sometimes they'll bitch at me. They're like, Oh, well you work kind of slow. And I was like, well, I work a little slower, but I get it done the first time. Yeah, the uh, someone doesn't the go fall behind smooth, you. Smooth as fast. Smooth as yeah. fast. Yeah, whereas exactly. we have tons of guys that'll just like ram pipes in the walls, but they're wrong, and you have to go back and fix it. So. Yeah, the the whole slow as smooth, smooth as fast thing came up a long time ago when I was in design, and we used to have this diagram that was a joke, and it used to sit on my desk, and it basically gave different answers that you could give for projects, and one of them was. You know, and everything was was separated based off of the three main things of I want it done fast, I want it done well, and I I, I want it done right. And at no point will any of them act and like the center of it says unachievably unachievable utopia. When I posted that on my desk, one of the clients saw it and started laughing. They said, they said, Well, you know, most of the time, you know, most of the time don't any of us want it fast? Like every client wants things fast. But the question has always got to be asked of, do you want it done right? And As a species, that's what we want. Yeah. All the immediate gratification. Exactly. <laughs> right. So in, in the, my, my client, this was one of the first clients that had, that had actually sat there and took, took in what I was telling them. I said, look, when you're dealing with anything in design, you're dealing with anything in any project whatsoever. It doesn't matter what you're working on. If you go about it, you know, if you go about it slowly, slowly things go smoothly. And when you go through it smoothly, things get done right. You don't have to go back and redo them, right? They said, yeah. I said, so slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Because you're not having to go back and redo anything. I was like, if you go about it fast and loose, you're gonna go off the rails. It's gonna go off the rails, and you're gonna have to go back and redo it. You're not getting anything done or accomplished faster by doing it that way. You're just getting it done and saying, Oh, it's good enough. Which one, which one would you rather have? It was one of the first times I ever have a client go, all right, I got it now. And we never had an issue with them ever. It's like I said, the example that I always hold up as I'd rather wait for it to come out. It's Metal Gear Solid 4. Probably the closest thing that I played to a perfect game. And Kojima came out and he was honest through the entirety of development. Hey, we need another year. Yeah. Please be patient. Don't worry. Yeah. That was the thing that made Konami. That was actually the game that made Konami lose their shit with him and completely be just absolute cunts when it came to Metal Gear Solid 5. When they got onto that project and he kept delaying Metal Gear Solid 5, delaying it, delaying it, delaying it. Keep in mind, Metal Gear Solid 5 is only halfway finished. Literally only halfway done. Because he has an entire story that was supposed to take place after that. After the ending to that game. And you know that if you own the special disc release that had the uh, DVDs on it that actually gave the rest of the story after that, which I would have loved to have played. No, it doesn't. It doesn't play anything. Oh yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah. You would have loved to have played that portion of the story. Absolutely. You know, the story that we didn't get knowing what we were going to get. Yeah. Yeah. It was going to be awesome. I mean, it actually, it actually connected everything together. It connected metal, the original metal gear solid uh, into that story and actually gave you essentially what happened to, uh, big boss or to boss yeah to make him turn no it's big boss because big uh, boss boss was the what uh, the caused villain. him to go from hero to villain yeah it it's it's that story in actuality of what caused that whole situation what caused 
the two, the tail of two snakes, like that, that's what ends up happening in Metal Gear Solid. So you get this whole connection from that story and it's not there because Metal Gear Solid 5 just ends. And Konami was so like in a, up in arms because, oh my gosh, like I can't believe you're, you're not releasing the game and we're so pissed off. And they basically just started, they, they literally started punishing Kuna or uh, Kojima while he was working there. And now because we got Metal Gear Survives or whatever that And then they called. gave us Metal Gear Survive and that was trash and Konami basically stopped making games and that's why we're in this shitstorm with uh with them when they came when it came to the fucking anniversary release of Castlevania and them trying to capitalize on NFTs because they don't understand they don't understand their own games. They don't understand that they're what their games are even worth. They At don't this understand point, I wish they gamers. would sell off their franchises. All um, I wish they'd just sell off all their IPs. I wish Sony had bought them. I wish Sony had bought Konami, taken the licenses and just been like, we're going to make games. You guys do whatever the fuck you want. Because Konami makes all their money from uh, gambling. Yeah. From gambling machines. Shinko machines. Yep. Whereas Sony could have just said, fuck it, we're going to buy you. Like they bought, like, like they bought uh, Bungie. They, they, I feel like they should have just bought Konami, said, we're going to take all of your gaming licenses. We're going to start making our own games from them. Continue your department for Pachinko. Continue your department for gambling. We'll support you on that. Cause that makes money, but we're going to do this on, on our side. And I think, I, I don't think Konami would have actually had a problem with that if that had ever come about. But the problem is, is Konami, I guarantee you would have, you know, tried to rake Sony through the coals of trying to get as much money out of them as possible, even though they're not worth as much. Should I want a uh, Lord of the shadow game? Um, That's never going to happen. No, having a third one. That would yeah. be great. Trying to tie in or trying to tie in that series would have been yeah. awesome. I agree. So yeah, I back to what we were, what we were saying, like that, I, with Quality. all that stuff happening, that's that's kind of what's what's led to developers kind of taking a step back. Like, okay, we need to actually work on these games. I'm hoping that's what's happening with Bethesda, and I'm hoping that's actually that it's actually true with uh, Creation Engine, but or the Creation Engine Engine Two, uh, and how that's going to work with uh, Starfield and how it's going to work with Elder, uh, Elder Scrolls Six. I don't think it's going to listeners just because it's Bethesda and our track record with, with Bethesda lately hasn't been too great. No, but the last know, Wolfenstein was not great. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Uh, it's a raw error. I don't think it's a bad thing to to hope for the best. Just you know, expect the worst. Hope for the best. Expect the worst. You know, kind of goes along with Miles's motto of shoot for the curb. Everything above is gravy. <laughs> Talking about acquisitions and stuff like that, and having you know, I wish had when I said wish Sony had bought Konami. Uh, well, Sony had made another purchase earlier on, and that was Crunchyroll. <laughs> and uh since they bought since they bought Crunchyroll, like they went through a year of litigation and making sure they could actually do it and the that the sale would go through. The sale finally goes through. We're all thinking, okay, it's gonna be great. And I made predictions of what I thought was gonna happen. My predictions are way off, which is I'm completely wrong. For fuck's sake, I'm way off. Uh it's unreal. And he so wish you it's almost off. like they heard our predictions and said, no, fuck, those, fuck guys. those guys let's do the exact opposite yeah. of that so what would have made more sense to me listeners is the fact that funimation takes over all of the animation series i mean it's kind of in the fucking name funimation and crunchyroll continued to do publishing because crunchyroll was the larger publisher so it would have made more sense if all of publishing from funimation went over to crunchyroll crunchyroll continued to continued to be the publishing department for all manga that's how it should have gone in the first play or you know gone, should have gone right away and then funimation takes over crunchyroll one Funimation has the better app. I don't care who you are, listeners. Funimation has the better app. Fully agree. <laughs> I have used Crunchyroll's app. It is trash on every platform. Yeah. It is 
awful. Funimation, don't get me wrong. Funimation isn't perfect, and it had a long way to go. That's way it was, more functional. But it was way more functional, and it was actually getting to where it needed to be. Now it's you. It's going to be useless, and it had better functionality than Crunchyroll did. Instead, what's happening is everything with Funimation is going to a Crunchyroll, manga, and animation. And it makes me go, why the fuck did you buy them then? Right. This isn't a this isn't a situation like with Fandango with Fandango now when Fandango bought Voodoo. Fandango actually had the larger library than than Voodoo. The reason why they went over to Voodoo or why they brought everything over to Voodoo was because Voodoo had the better apps. Voodoo had the better infrastructure for movies. Mm-hmm. So they went, oh, you guys actually have a better situation than we do. Don't get me wrong, Voodoo still doesn't work perfectly and no. has a lot of problems it's gotten worse <laughs> yeah it's actually gotten worse since the merger uh but they sat there and they said okay this is the better version we're going to just go over to that and we'll switch over to that because trying to navigate through fandango now's library and all their fucking uh app functions uh, even on the xbox didn't matter what you were on it was trash it sucked voodoo had the better application so they went over to, they went over to voodoo that made more sense in this case they're going over to Crunchyroll, which has the worst application and it doesn't make any sense, even with the name Crunchyroll, to have your animation on it. Funimation, animation, kind of makes sense. Just fucking marketing-wise, I don't understand what the hell they're doing. Uh, and Sony doesn't know what the hell they're doing because as this has gone on, since they're switching over to Crunchyroll, they sent out an email to their Funimation uh, members and uh, told them, hey, Good news. We're switching out. We're finally switching everything over to Crunchyroll. Now, what does this mean for your membership? Well, this means for your membership that it's no longer going to be working anymore because, or not really working. It's no longer going to get new content at starting at the end of March. At the end of March, new content on Funimation will be cut off and all new content will be switching over to Crunchyroll, but it's okay. We're going to give you 60 free days of Crunchyroll premium because that makes up completely for the membership that you already might have on Funimation. Now, keep in mind, listeners, Funimation, you can pay up for a year. So if you have an annual membership and your membership still has time to go on Funimation, this was basically telling you, sorry, we got our, we got our money, but go get another membership to our other uh, service that's now going to be taking over and your membership is no longer good. I sat there just dumbfounded. Like, how fucking stupid can you be? Why isn't it instantly just, hey, sign up for a Crunchyroll account, transfer your your Funimation account over to Crunchyroll, and you're set. You know, like how Fandango did with Voodoo. Yeah, it was legitimately it was a good merge. All it did was just merge your account, and suddenly your account was set. It's not like it didn't have growing pains, but it still worked. Yeah. <laughs> also, I didn't get the advertised sixty days. Yeah. So there are tons of people who are saying, I didn't get the 60 day offer. Like what the fuck? And I still have a membership to, to Funimation. Yeah. I didn't delete mine in yeah. hopes that maybe they'll realize, Oh, Hey, we fucked up and we owe you two free months. Cause yeah. a lot of people are, I, I looked it up. It's pretty common, I guess. And I'm, I'm hanging onto my Funimation account in hopes that they'll realize, Oh, Hey, this guy's got both. Well, yeah. we, we owe him two free months. Yeah. So listeners, I got offered the two free months but my membership is good until June. So how do you think that went well with me? Didn't go great. Didn't go great. So I ended up writing in a, you know, support ticket to Funimation going like telling, I, I, you know, telling the customer service person, this isn't directed at you. I realize that you have no control over this. And I just want to, I wanted to let them know, like, I appreciate, I appreciate anybody who works in customer service. You're having to deal with somebody else's fucking problems. Yeah. You're the middleman trying to, you're fix the middleman trying to fix the issue. 
So I try not to make sure, I try to make sure that they understand that they understand that I don't blame them at all. I'm not trying to yell at them. I want them to know that while I'm pissed, it's not directed at them at all. It's not their problem. It's not their fault. It's the company's fault. And the company took this terrible idea like, all right, well, we'll switch everybody over to Crunchyroll without any consideration of like, hey, how do we transfer their accounts? All they said was, oh, that stuff's coming. How do we transfer your library that you might own through Funimation? Yeah, why oh, that stuff's coming. Almost like you should have had this sorted out already. Yeah, but yeah. you should have had this sorted out before you sat there saying, hey, we're going to cut off all new shows at the end of March. This shit should have been solved already. So instead, I end up writing this email saying like how pissed off I am that one, I can't transfer anything that I have on my current account to a to an account on Crunchyroll. Two, you're telling me if I have a Crunchyroll account, congratulations, I don't need to do anything else, but I don't get any money back that caught that I that I spent for the year of Funimation that's no longer useful at the end of March. And three, you're also telling people that uh hey, if you if you've paid for an annual subscription, it doesn't matter when that took place, we're not gonna do anything, so go pound sand. Here's 60 days free. Yay. If you already have an account with Crunchyroll, we can't switch anything over. We can't bring over anything. Well, what the what the fuck? Like, wh- why the fuck are you doing it this way? Wh- what kind of fucking company are you that thinks that you can pull this off? It's Sony. Oh, that explains a lot more. It's Sony. Could you imagine if Microsoft had done this with Game Pass where they were like, hey, if you switch over to Ultimate Game Pass, it doesn't matter if you have a year of Xbox Live. We're not going to give you anything from your Xbox Live on the game on Ultimate Game Pass. No, Microsoft didn't do that instantaneously. If you signed up for Ultimate Game Pass, actually, when you signed up for Ultimate Game Pass on day one with that dollar with the, that dollar uh, incentive, yeah. they gave you all of your year of live. If you had it, like whatever you had left on live, they gave that to you with Ultimate Game Pass. So like, yeah, you can take it from the from the way it is. That was actually a loss. That was a genuine loss. Yeah, but that. it was good on the consumer. But it was great for yeah. the consumer. That was so Consumers consumer friendly. Were able to reap a lot of reward out of that. Oh yeah, it was so great for the consumer. It was so not Microsoft. It was kind of like, is this still <laughs> the same company? So when it comes to Sony, who who in the past have shown that they can be consumer friendly. I mean, shit. Look at the PlayStation Four when it launched. I mean, they they had made this massive turnaround since the PlayStation Three to show that hey, we're more consumer friendly. We're trying to be good to our gamers. We're trying to be good to our customers. That they turn around with Funimation and just completely shit all over us. I was like, fuck you. Are you fucking kidding me? So of course I wrote a letter. I'm a letter writer. The guys know this. Oh man, you guys don't know. But I get it. But I get a response this time from Funimation because it's customer service and the person on customer service, Jennifer, you're a great customer service person. Thank you. Uh, Jennifer comes back to me and says, hey. Uh, we, you know, I apologize for this happening to you. Let me try and make this right. Let me know what your email address is for Funimation and Crunchyroll, and I'll get your Crunchyroll set up. And if you don't have a Crunchyroll account yet, uh, just go ahead and sign up. Do not, and she specifically said, do not pay for a premium pack or do not pay for any of the, pla- the, the plans yet. All right. And I will make sure that whatever you have left on your Funimation gets transferred over to your other account. All so, right yeah. Thing. So, I'm, so, yeah. It hasn't, it hasn't happened yet. God hasn't gone into effect yet, but they're trying to set me up. We're going to make sure you're going to get the most out of your membership because you've already paid for it. Now I had to go into a forum of a bunch of people who were already pissed off at this shit and let them know about it because there were plenty of people, including one guy whose membership for Funimation renewed in January 
Yeah, so he just got a renewal. So he just got a renewal in January and is now told, hey, here's 60 days free, but too bad you you paid $70 or it's actually $80 for the year. Uh, depending on your what your what your plan is, if if it's mine, then it's eighty dollars a year. You you just paid for this for a year. Sorry, you just lost out all that money because no new content after March. After March, could you imagine getting that email and how infuriated you'd be after just spending that money for the year? There were tons of people underneath them having the same issue. Some people who renewed in December. Some people who renewed in in February, you know, February. It, and I sat there going, it doesn't matter when you re- you renewed, they owe you that time. Yeah, the, after inc- March. the incentive should be the 60 days. The incentive should be here, 60 days free for you to switch over to Crunchyroll, not, oh, here's 60 days free to make it up to you. Sony, do you understand how that works? If you have anyone in your marketing department listening to this, Jesus Christ, you guys are shit at your job. If you didn't suggest this immediately to the company of we should be doing the 60 days free as an incentive to get everyone switched over from Funimation over to the service as soon as possible, along with giving them the time that they may have left on their Funimation account, because there might be people who found out that, oh, Funimation is is buying out Crunchyroll. I'm going to cancel my membership and wait and find out what happens. So the incentive for them to sign up with Crunchyroll after that should be the 60 days. Yeah, should be the incentive, it, not a pat it, on the yeah. back. It's not the pat on the back. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a customer. Like fuck me. Welcome how to the team. Guys, Get down to the gulags. How are you? Yeah, how are you guys so fucking disconnected? Like you're 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 as disconnected from your customer base as Hollywood is from the public. Just platitudes and bullshit. That's all we get. Instead of actually understanding customers need, hey, customers actually need you guys to be somewhat considerate towards us. We're not asking you to be the customer is always right. We're asking you to be considerate. Common common decency doesn't exist anymore, apparently. So what happens when you live in a society that's basically zero, you know, zero accountability society? Great. Awesome. And I'd be a little bit more okay with this merger had Crunchyroll's app actually been more functional. Because their their catalog is, I, granted, there's a shitload of titles you can watch. Massive catalog, yeah. Which is awesome because they, they have stuff that I was going through their, their catalog looking and I was like, oh man, I haven't watched that in years. Yeah, it came and out to back this day, the- as far as I know, the only service in the United States for an animation sir, or for an anime service that actually aired the episodes the day after they aired in Japan. Yeah. Um, Not the dubs, just, just, you know, but they would have the actual episode that aired in Japan air here the next day yeah the only way that you used to be able to get service that quick was uh you know hiring Torrent. <laughs> not not that i ever used to do that or no anything. one I, no, never i've never had never an account had like that. Right. never used i don't even know what pirate bay is what's that is that a rum <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not saying i miss demonoid or anything but you know my issue with country well it's like to me like i hate the function of that so here, here's my gripes. So instead of listing everything by, you know, cause they have uh, various dubs for every show. Like they'll have it in one of the shows that I'm watching right now. They've got Spanish, German, English, Japanese and everything. They don't have them listed in any kind of list. They have them by seasons. So they consider one dub a season. So you have to yeah. go through and it's like the, the German dub is one season. <laughs> The Spanish dub is another one. Yeah. 
and you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> oh, 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 that's the the great sigh of just fuck this shit. Yeah, I. It, it's a show that I really want to recommend to you guys, but trying to find the episodes and where I'm at, holy yeah. shit, is it a fucking nightmare? Yeah. Um, a lot of times they don't have. Yeah, that's options. why I liked. Fun, that's why I liked uh, Funimation's. Uh, the way that they did it was you just had a season and all you had to do is just go into the settings and change the language. Yeah. That was it. That was all it took. Yeah. Super fucking simple. Yeah. I don't know why, especially since they own both now. Yeah. Just poured over the functionality for one. Yeah. How is this, your bigger catalog? Yeah. How is this functionality? Not, how is how is, how is it that Crunchyroll even got away with that shit and nobody fucking complained? Yeah. And uh, here's another complaint that I feel like really only applies to me is if the show is super fucking dubbed in English, you can't put subtitles on it because I'm halfway deaf already just yeah. because I work with power tools construction. <laughs> so now I have to pay attention to something that's in the language that I speak. If I go into it, watching <laughs> the, uh, the Japanese dub, I understand. I can't sit there and yeah. be on my phone while I'm watching stuff. Yeah. I, I actually have to read what's going on. Yeah. That's totally fine. I get it. If I know that going in, but if I'm trying to watch something and I don't want to pay that close attention or I can't have it turned up very loud, you know, because my wife is in the other room sleeping. Yeah. I, I just want to put the subtitles on so I can sit there and kind of read what's. Yeah. You slide on your headphones and you yeah, just a lot of people are wondering, yeah. like, here's, here's the other thing. A lot of people are asking the same question about Aniplex though. Aniplex is another subsidiary, a subsidiary of Sony that does their own animation, like their own anime stuff. And they are not associated with Funimation. They, they air some uh, seasons or shows on there, but they're not the same company. And because of that, Aniplex, Aniplex is kind of a, they're a bitch to work with listeners. That's I'll, I'll put it that I'll put it simply based off of every single person I've talked to in their forums. They have talked about the fact that they are a constant fucking bitch when it comes to, whether or not they'll actually put a show out in dubbed, whether or not they'll actually put a show out on, you know, on Blu-ray or DVD, just simple shit like that. And they have, they like to play around with their licensing and, and stuff. And Sony hasn't put, you know, come in, come in and put the gibosh on them and said, you need, you guys need to fall on the line. So a lot of people are asking the same questions with, well, with this merger taking place and the fact that there's still Aniplex, are you guys going to start bringing over their shit over to Crunchyroll and start making them actually, you know, cooperate with the rest of these companies that you guys own. It'd be a smart thing for someone it, to do that. Cause that just adds value. Yeah. It'd be smart. Absolutely. Will they do it? Fuck to find out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they'll charge you 10 more dollars to stream it on a PS five. <laughs> <laughs> would not sadly oh. would not surprise me in the least. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just it like that whole that whole situation. I just I could not believe that uh, I I couldn't believe just how ridiculously clueless and badly it was handled. Like, how how do you do something like that and not not think at all about just your customers or even how you should be doing that? Like how you how it should be done? Yeah, it's just dumbfounded. I I just sat there like completely just shocked at how stupid it all sounded oh. and the what's even worse is the amount of articles on it they were just letting it slide and weren't saying anything i was like none of you guys are going to bring this shit up like how stupid this is just you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of the ten dollars extra for 
uh, Horizon Zero or Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, that whole fiasco. The ten dollars extra for Horizon, Horizon Forbidden West. Something I complained about back all the way back in November. I think the first time I complained about it was actually in October. But the fact that they had Sony made this promise of like, oh yeah, we're actually going to update the game. We're going to update it so that if you buy it on the PlayStation Four, you get that free upgrade to PlayStation Five. But they never showed that on their storefront. They tried to sh- they shadily fucking you know hit it. And they still charge the PlayStation 5 10 extra dollars for it. And I sat there and nobody and nobody fucking talked about it. And it wasn't until after the game fucking came out that even somebody like Young Yeah brought it up. Never mind the fact that the amount of times I tried to fucking contact him listeners and tell them, hey, what the fuck is this? What is going on? Now, why is nobody talking about this? Nope. Doesn't happen until after it comes out. Of course. Why? Well, because if you brought it up, a bunch of people just called you out on it. Like, oh, it's just $10. Games are expensive. You'd, yeah. It hasn't changed in years, et cetera, et cetera. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Drives like, me fuck nuts. You. Fuck you. <laughs> it was $10 less for the same game on another console, and they were going to give you the upgrade for free. That'd be telling you, like, hey, that vehicle red paint costs 100 bucks more because of the red paint. Yeah. But that's what that reminds me of, just like how inconsiderate Sony has become. For their oh, yeah. customer base. Well, I think we're agreeing how shady they are. It's like Xbox and Sony just put shoes again. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that totally happened. Now, whether or not Microsoft will stay that way is another question. We'll see how that goes over the over the next couple of years because I mean, Microsoft has brought up Phil Spencer has brought up some serious fucking just dingers of like, all right, we we think we should uh, be able to ban uh people from other platforms. Yeah, it's just because uh, of shit that they say in games. Like from your platform. No, we, we think that if somebody says something bad on our platform, we should be allowed to ban them on Sony as well as Nintendo, as well as Twitter, as well as other things like, whoa, hang on there, Adolf. All right. Let's let's not put down the totalitarian shoe yet. Yeah, that was fucking crazy. Yeah, that, dude when I heard is, that, shit. that dude is really hit and miss on being even more real sensible. Yeah. Anyways. Moving into uh, reviews, uh, and not really to have a review because we don't have a full review for Elden Ring listeners, but uh, Josiah, I do have a recommendation of do not buy it yet. Uh, wait, it it needs to be fixed. It absolutely needs to be fixed. I think that ACG made a great call in the fact that he went back and took back his review and changed it to wait. And the reason why he did that was because of the amount of bugs and how inconsistently that game runs from platform to platform, especially on PC, it consistently runs poorly on PC. And for everybody sitting there going, I don't know what you're talking about, dude, either you have a system that is just able to negate all that shit or you aren't seeing it because one, for one thing, listeners, I'm miles knows this. I'm very sensitive to uh frame rate stutter. Mm-hmm. It's something that I catch all the time. It's one of those things and of film like, grain and film grain. <laughs> God damn film grain. Um, yeah, I can, I can see Phil Graham when other people are like, I don't even notice it. And like, I fucking just like, I fucking can like point out in the settings like, yep, that's film grain. That's fucking shit. It needs to be gone. Like go away. Film grain needs to absolutely go listeners. Film grain <laughs> needs to fucking go. It shouldn't exist in video games. There's no point to it. It should have never fucking happened. And the fact that it is just is infuriating. But regardless of that, like somebody I, blew sand in Vargo's eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's what it, what it seems like. Yeah, it's it's the equivalent of like different textures for me. Uh, only it's visually. Uh, no, yes. it's like well, we both got the we both got the same deal, right? Yeah, money wise. Uh, that's the main reason why we bought it. I was going to say because I think it was 
like 48 bucks after yeah, tax. It was, it was still a killer. De- it was a killer deal. And we sat there going at the same time. We don't know if we're going to be able to finish this or even if we're going to be able to play it because we both are terrible at souls games normally. And, uh, but at the same time we were like, we really want to experience this. So 40 bucks sounds pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, but the downside is, is performance wise, even on your, like your machine, you have tons of stutter. I don't know if you're as sensitive to it as me. I think sometimes because of, because of the old, like the age of your machine and with newer, with a lot of your games, you kind of put up with it. Yeah. I'm i I'm a little bit more used to it just because, uh, <clears throat> since graphics processors are hard to get a hold of right now. Yeah. I'm just kind of living with the fact of if it's a newer game, I'm going to have issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm not terribly sensitive to stutter. Like you are. Mine's more uh, clipping. Oh, okay. Yeah. Clipping bothers me. Cause yeah. we've, uh, we went through this when we were playing destiny of, Oh man, I really like this gear. It's got great stats. It looks cool, but it clips through something else. So I can't use it. Yeah. Like so, it, it goes through somebody's helmet or it fucking oh, comes up through horizon. your cape. Yeah, it's like um Oh, what was it when uh when we finally got me my uh System Lord helmet from mm-hmm. Trials of Osiris, I yeah. had to completely change like I think it was my robes and my gloves because yeah. the uh the back hood clipped through the back of the helmet. I forgot about that. Yeah, that really bugs you. That oh, shit, yeah. that shit I, bugs the shit out of you actually. It drives me fucking insane and I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's <laughs> It's bad modeling. That, yeah, <laughs> it's bad modeling. That's exactly what Miles is saying. Miles, like Miles is, uh, you're sometimes affected by clipping, if especially if it's something so blatant. Like if it's yeah, like if a, it's, if it's fucking lazy and yeah. it bugs the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah, like I, I can let it go with smaller things, especially if it's like, oh, I'm playing a third person game, yeah. and two pieces clip through on the front of the character, which you're not going to be looking at as much. Then I'll let it go. Yeah. But if it's something just blatantly obvious of, oh, this would have taken five seconds to fix and they didn't, then I don't use it. Yeah, it was one of those things where, like, I think when you first equipped it, you were like, oh, that's really cool. And then it wasn't really something you noticed at first because, I mean, we were in first person. And then as soon as we got was- to the tower, it was like, <laughs> what? Like, it was it was just like, what the fuck? Like, Josiah was pissed. And I don't think I actually ever had a problem with clipping in reality, when I think about it beforehand until that happened and I started noticing it more and more and more yeah. with a lot of other things. And I was like, God, that is just ugly. And miles had made it miles and I ended up in a conversation when we were playing Warframe a long time ago uh, yeah. with some of the clipping that was taking <laughs> place in some areas. And it, like, like, it was capes. absolutely just, yeah, it was absolutely just fucking lazy. And that was exactly it. And miles just pointed out, which like, it's just, it's a lazy, it's model. a hodgepodge with them. Like some of them are actually modeled really well and they clearly rest on the rest of the model. Yeah. And with no issue, but uh, some of them are just blatantly terrible. Right. Uh, the, uh, the Titan <clears throat> butt towels tended to be a uh, pretty 50, 50. You'd either get one that actually like would hit your character's leg and kind of conform to it. And then you'd have others where yeah. the wind would blow and it would blow through the front of your character. Yeah. I will say occasionally it doesn't happen very often, but occasionally you have good clipping because you'll have something protrude through an armor ornament or something. And it actually looks cooler because it, actually it changes looks, looks the cooler, entire yeah. look. Yeah. yeah. Those are kind of the rarities that you come across. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, it, but when they work out to your advantage, it's great. Yeah. But there are, yeah, there are times with the ass tells with, uh, with Titans where I, I specifically remember like you'd get one, it would rest on the side and there would be something on the leg that would protrude through it. And I remember that happening when they had that, uh, you know, the, the pointy, uh, you know, armor. I can't remember listeners. I can't remember what, which armor it was, but yeah, there was, it was one, from destiny was, one. Yeah. There was one that had this pointy, that it had a pointy 
fucking armor, like side of the armor. It was part of the, I believe it was part of, it wasn't part of the Lords of iron. It was, or no, it was part of the Lords of iron because it had to do with the, uh, the Siva. Yeah. I remember that was another set of armor that I worked really hard yeah. to get and then equipped it and then put it back in my vault after I saw that. Yeah. It's like, wow, that looks awesome. Never use it. Yeah. Bye. It, inter- it interfered with my ass towel. It, it went and clipped through it whenever, whenever it was just standing still. I was like, well, that's shit. Not going to use that again. And I have a bunch of, I have a bunch of capes on my hunter that do that exact same thing. Like they'll cl- like even just clipping through the chest piece. There's, there's and a I'm reason like, I fuck. No. I never played a hunter. They never got those right. Yeah. Most of them, most of them would do that. It's, it's kind of crap <laughs> when you think about it. Like, unless it's an armor set that's supposed to go together. If you try to mix and match, which is usually what you end up having to do because that's the way you get your gear. But every now and then you'll have mix and matches of stuff that just look better than the actual full set. And you don't get any freaking benefit from having a full set of armor regardless. So because of that, you're like, all right, mixing and matching. And on the Hunter, things would just clip through and not look right, especially with the capes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I totally understand that. I haven't come across. Uh, then again, I haven't had a whole lot of uh, armor to, to switch out for my character in Elden Ring. But I haven't had a whole lot of experiences with clipping on that. But yeah, the the stutter is what really gets to me is because uh, it reminds me of Jetter that they had on those early release TVs of like a like you'd have the 120 hertz TVs that came out. I'd go into Best Buy and I'd watch through them and they're like, oh yeah, isn't it buttery smooth? And I'm like, yeah, it is buttery smooth. But and I found out what causes it is because it's having to basically take all the frames and it's doubling the frames of frames that aren't there. It misses one. There's a missing frame every you know I think it's every like three or or. It's like probably like every five seconds, every 10 seconds, somewhere around there, there's a missing frame. And because of that, you have this kind of skip motion in it that causes the image to kind of stutter yeah, and go into the next frame. And I'd see it and I'd see it every time. And the majority of people around me weren't even fucking seeing it. They were looking at me like I was fucking crazy. And when I used to watch it, I used to go over to Best Buy with Bronx and used to do that. And Bronx thought I was nuts. And finally, somebody had figured out what the, like, had, had, you know, found out the phenomenon. They're like, yeah, it's, it's frame jutter. It's where the, it's where the frame is missing in those TVs. And I showed it to Bronx and Bronx went, holy shit. You've been, you've been saying this the whole time. I'm like, yes. I'm like, this is what happens in video games though. When it's missing a frame and, or, or the frame dips so far that it's trying, that the video is trying to catch up afterwards. And what happens is you have this moment where the character kind of stutters and then all of a sudden everything speeds back up. And when you're dealing with a game that has to have precision, it's almost impossible to play. Yeah. Which again, I think, especially if you're fighting, if you're exploring, it's fine. But I I think that's another reason I haven't run into it as much because I'm, uh, I, I based my character choice initially from watching the trailers. I wanted to play a caster. So you guys yeah. discussing this, I now can feel your pain a little bit. Okay. Assassin's Creed Valhalla has this. Yes, I've seen that. Uh, it actually and is. It's, it's annoying as prevalent. shit. Like, I'll go do it, like, do a leap assassination. I shudder all of a sudden. I'm in front of the, I'm, like, actually in front of the dude with my back turned to him. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? This actually yeah. got me killed on the, uh, the first actual boss in the game, not character creation. That one actually runs pretty smooth. Yeah. Um. I managed to hit some stutter trying to dodge roll out of the way. Yep. And then I ended up about 10 feet past where I wanted to. And then I got stabbed in the back. Yeah. You're talking about the, the actual first boss encounter. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how mine went. Mine. I jumped in. I actually managed to roll out of the way of the first attack. I got his I got his health down 
to about a quarter left of his health. And I was like, all right, I actually, for the first time ever in any kind of Souls game, I actually might be able to beat the opener boss. And then all of a sudden, Judder. And I was like, I can't, I, I, I can't deal with this. I can't do anything. I don't know what's happening. And I died instantly. It sped up and he fucking just steamrolled Caught up to you and steamrolled you? Yeah. The, yeah. the place that I hit the funniest stutter, and I told you this as it was happening, was, uh, you know, that tree in the, uh, the cave right after the first boss? Yeah. I get terrible stutter going around that tree. Yeah, it's the only place that I hit it really bad. The majority of the starter happens in the in the open world, which is unfortunate because that's where the well, you're going to have majority of your encounters is going to be in the open world. And in, in, in my opinion, uh, but when you go into the dungeons, the judder's gone. Your your stutter instantly stops. The frame rates get smooth in the for the majority of it. And if you do have one, it's very quick. And the reason why is because it's a dungeon. It's an enclosed area. It's not a huge, vast open area that's trying to render all this new stuff. Well, and that's something I'd wondered if maybe the reason we were getting all the stutters because the game is trying to render all of this stuff you can't even really look at at the moment. Because it, it runs so smooth when you're in a dungeon and it's only trying to render like one wall. Yeah. Or, you know, one one small area. One consistent texture across, you know, across the entire plane. Yeah. yeah, but as soon as you walk back up the stairs out of the dungeon, all of a sudden you start to get like a little little bit jittery and then something happens and it starts to get really jittery. Like yeah. when I ran, found that uh, um, that world boss on total accident. Which one? The uh, the one that you had to look <laughs> up. I told you, uh, hey, I got invaded and this is bullshit because oh, yeah. he one-shotted yeah, me. You're like, have, oh, no. They have the invasion, the invasion NPCs, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that was an NPC, but my game stuttered so hard the first time it showed up. And I was like, oh, cool. So now I'm yeah, not got, only lagging out, but I can't defend myself. Yeah, you got fucking steamrolled on that one. This random asshole. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say, uh, wait. Yeah. Even, even with our discount, it's still not really worth the money yeah 40 40 i like with the amount of frustrating like frustration from that stutter it's not worth it not counting the frustration from the game just being hard and we suck so, at it um yeah i mean like i i, I kind of went in knowing like i'm like that's why we made the joke of like i have i'm gonna have to get good mm-hmm. uh so i'm i'm knowing listeners that it's going to be work i'm i'm aware that it's going to be work i'm i'm actually fine with that uh, after seeing more and even more and more gameplay of some of the areas you can explore and stuff like that. I'm like, man, this game is so massive. It seems like it's just going to, it's going to be just awesome to experience. You just disappointed that montages don't happen in real life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I'm very disappointed in the fact that I'm not going to be a something. Oh, I need a hero, you know, playing in the background while I'm fucking, you know, you? killing boars or whatever in the fucking, I just immediately think of South Park. Actually, sheep. We're going to need a montage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean, you know, like, America <laughs> and South Park, it's in the uh, the ski episode, it's in the Aspen episode, huh? A montage song is also in the Aspen episode, is it? Yeah, they used it, they used it two times. E, you know, if you can get the discount listeners and you're okay with waiting to play it, if you know you're going to enjoy it, go ahead and get it. Yeah, absolutely. But if you're if you're still on the fence on whether or not you're going to get this one, if you have a PC, it's not going to run super well on your PC, regardless of what system you have. And my system's no slouch. And we've looked at the system specs, and Josiah should be able. Josiah was even Josiah's system, even with the older uh, CPU and stuff like that. Listeners, he should be able to run that thing at 1080p at almost max settings. Yeah, because the game, like 
we looked the at games, it. Yeah. It's not that in, like intensive. No. You know, the, the joke with PC gamers of, oh, I'm running this on a toaster. You could run this on a toaster. Practically, yeah. And uh, it, it runs pretty good most of the time. Yeah. And uh, it all comes, it mostly all comes down to the shader compilation. And that's exactly what Digital Foundry pointed out. And I'm waiting for them to fix that. And I'm hoping that they'll fix it soon. It's either uh, that or I'm hoping modders will get on it. They better modders. Uh, but FromSoft has been able to, in the past, turn a game around. They did that with the first Dark Souls. Dark Souls 1. I, I didn't even know about this, listeners, until actually fairly recently. I didn't remember that Dark Souls actually had an issue. When it launched, it actually had a lot of problems. And they were man- they managed to fix that on, on PC. So hopefully they'll be able to do the same thing again. It's just disappointing to see them go from fixing that on Dark Souls, having that kind of black mark on their list, and then fixing it, turning around, making Dark Souls 2 run smooth, Dark Souls 3 run smooth, Sekiro unbelievably run smooth on PC. Uh, or sorry, uh, I should say Sekiro, <laughs> if I'm going to say it right. But un- unbelievably run smooth on PC. And then they come out with this, uses DirectX 12, and instantly just, nope, regret. I wish you guys had a DirectX 11 version. If they had a DirectX 11 version, I'm sure it would be completely non-issue. Yeah, this would probably be getting all the nines and tens that everybody says it actually deserves. deserves. Absolutely. Like I said, as for me, as of right now, I give it like, if I have to put a number to it, it gets like a seven, five. Yeah. But I'm willing to wait until things get fixed to actually revisit our review. So. Well, I mean, I, I can't give it like, yeah, I can't give a full review in reality because I haven't been able to play it enough. So listeners, wait for it to be fixed. Hey, listeners. So just to put this in there, since we did this discussion, there have been a, a couple of changes that have happened in the game. They did issue. Uh, we did have one patch that came in that alleviated a little bit of uh, some of the issues that were happening. But Josiah and I were actually able to find some settings to try and finagle to try and get a little bit more performance out of our systems so it wouldn't do as much stutter. It's kind of a pain in the butt to, to work with. But if you're curious about what kind of settings to use, go on to Digital Foundry's uh, YouTube, check out the PC analysis uh, for performance, and he'll go through and, and tell you some of the changes they made. But with that said, I will say that uh, the time that I've spent in Elden Ring is about 15 hours total, uh, take away two hours for the creation or the character creation in the game. And I've actually had a great time in it. It's a fantastic game. It is well-deserving of a lot of the scores that it had gotten if the performance was there. And that's the big caveat is the performance needs to be brought up. They need to fix some of the issues. So uh, with that said, if you're looking at buying it and you're thinking about paying the $60 for it, if you're on console, I'd say go ahead and try it. Go ahead and do it. If you're on PS5, especially. PS5, it runs very well on uh, Xbox Series X, not so much, which is kind of disappointing. I wish they had had a way to really make sure that they hit that 60 FPS for you guys. But if you're on PC, just keep in mind that you're going to have probably some finagling. You're going to have to go into the settings and change. One of the things I would suggest if you're on PC is make sure that you turn on the game, walk around a little bit before you actually go through some deep exploring and let the game kind of load those shaders in a little bit more. It takes about 10, 15 minutes, which is a real big inconvenience because that's 10, 15 minutes. You could be doing something else like rune farming, but Try to get some of those shaders going in and make sure you can play the game without tremendous stutter. Moving on to other things. We had the uh, triangle strategy. Yes. Uh, I put, I think six or seven hours into it yesterday. 
That's a good start. And uh, it it's really good so far. Yeah. It's nice. for me. I was waiting for I, I'm still waiting, hoping maybe Square Enix will listen to me on this one. Oh, and that's my that's fault. That's two of I us did, now. I did that listeners. That was my fault. I fucked up. <laughs> I did one earlier today on the cast. Yeah. I, I'm hoping we'll still get a actual sequel to the original Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. And this feels like about as close as I'm ever going to get. Is this from Spiritual the same group? successor? This is from the same people that made Octopath Traveler. Okay, that nice. that's what I thought because of the the animation style. Yeah, the, and the, the whole visual style. This is a working title. Don't worry, we'll change it. And then okay. no, we're, <laughs> this is what you get now. Yeah, um, it's really good. The story's actually surprisingly deep. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting this much story in between battles and everything, and. I haven't, like I said, I haven't gotten very far. I've only gotten to the first choice where you kind of branch off, but it seems like it's going to be a really in-depth game. The combat system is great. Yeah. Uh, it's actually pretty difficult. I did one fight. The The fight that I did last night before I finally called it and went to bed was nothing but mages and healers. Yeah. And I have one mage and one healer. Mm. So yeah, it's. It's going to be an interesting game. I well, really you're like already it. doing better off than, uh, you know, people at Dirt League who, <laughs> who can't figure out when to use a mage or when to use a cleric or when do you, when do you have a healer? Yeah, I've been watching a couple of those videos. And oh, dude. The last, the list, the most recent one was fucking hilarious. They had a cleric with them. Was It, it was a cleric, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they had a cleric with them the whole time. They've been cursed. Oh God. And they had a cleric with them for a whole week in, in game, in the game. <laughs> and they didn't once ask them to, to fix their, or to, to get rid to of the curses, the curse. to dispel their curse. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't come up until they came across a unicorn that does not <laughs> cure curses. Well, the problem is, is hysterical. The, the game doesn't really tell you a whole lot right off the bat. I think they kind of expected if you buy this game, you're already going to be, you know, familiar with turn-based strategy games. You know what you're doing. Yeah. (laughs) You, you bought, you bought, you you know what you're signing up for. It's from soft. You know what you're doing. You bought a, you brought a souls game. Exactly. (laughs) Here's a tutorial. Don't die. Good luck. Uh, Yeah. It's kind of similar in that, you know, oh, you're playing a turn-based strategy game. Here's your basic yeah. classes. Upgrade them. Don't die. Gotcha. Um, it, like I said, the the universe it's set in is pretty interesting because there's three kingdoms on the continent, and every kingdom controls a resource that everybody needs. So yeah. it's kind of like, oh, we have to play along. Gotcha. But one of them's going to get all pissy and invade the other. Okay. So I'm excited to see where the story goes. I still haven't figured out if I'm going to bother putting in the time to play all three branches. Okay. Just because Kirby comes out at the end of the month. Mm. Yeah. That's getting pretty good reviews so far. It looks fun. Yeah. So I'm, this is that time of year where I have to buy games and play like six hours and decide what I really want to play now. I get it. Or wait until summer when nothing's coming out. Yeah, I'm at that point where, well, I'm, I'm still at the point where I'm like, I don't have a whole, I don't have any money to buy new games. I, I, I'm going to keep playing through my backlog Yeah, while I wait for Elden Ring to be fixed. See, I just got two new games, and one just got put on a backlog for Dying Light. Dying Light 2? Dying yeah. Light 2 is on my backlog now because yep. of uh, 
the issues we talked about. The issues we talked about before. So, yeah. um, I'm a full it. agreement and with I, you and guys. I also, and I also want to play that in, in co-op. I want it to be full rock. agreement. Well, well, we're, all cast, we're all on different agreements. <laughs> we're all on different systems. So how are we going to play yeah. this? So, uh, same thing goes for Halo. For I will not pick up Halo until it's co-op, and I, I don't it. think I it's actually, ever going to happen. I actually decided recently I'm not going to finish the story for Halo until I get co-op. Yeah, I'm, I'll I'll actually buy the campaign when they put the co-op yeah, out. I'm until tired. then, I'll I will play multiplayer like once a week. Yeah, I'm tired of the the whole. I don't have. Well, like I'm at the very end of the game, and I'm just not motivated to finish it because it's been such a slog to get there. Yeah, because it's not the a good open story. Is just kind of, kind of how meh. I. Am. Kind of where I'm at with the uh, the battle You're not pass. Invested. I'm at 85. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I shouldn't be running out of steam at 85. I should be starting to get motivated to finish it out yeah. again. I want to finish just... this out and I want to go into the next one. I'm looking. That's something I will get to season. Forbidden West. I'm actually yeah. invested into this game. I actually like the storyline. Yep. I'm I'm enjoying the side characters. I just got yep. done doing some more side missions that I actually enjoyed. Yeah. Well, yeah, we kind of touched on that last week too. It, it's fun. I like it. It's not a perfect game, but it's fun. We're like I said, we're getting to that point where I have maybe a week with a game until a new one comes out. And then I got to, you know, put another one down to pick up another one up yeah. so I can talk about it here. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I think so triangle strategy came out yesterday or it shipped yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we have the Mario Kart DLC coming out next. Or is it two weeks from now? I think it's two weeks from now. And then we have the. So they were trying the to time Mario Kart for with the spring break is what they were trying to do. Yeah. So okay. I I don't know when I'm going to have a, a full review, but I will say that if you like turn based strategy games, it's it's worth a buy. All right. Especially for people like me who you know grew up playing you know Tactics Ogre and uh, Final Fantasy Tactics yeah. and Fire Emblem. It's guaranteed buy. If you if you're fans of those games, go pick it up. You won't be disappointed. Gotcha. Nice. All right. Well, I have an update to my Hitman Three review. Um, so I have put in nine or almost ninety hours into Hitman. Um, I have gone through Hitman One, Two, and Three several times now. I've gone through One and Two now a total of eighteen times. Almost caught up to me in Wind Waker. Um, and not just from Hitman Three, but from Hitman one then doing hitman two and then doing hitman two and over and over again and i've played hitman two before on several platforms now but then going in you know i'm just talking about like as a whole not just with owning hitman three so when it comes to hitman three i can say i'm kind of an expert on whether or not you should buy this game and i would say if you can get it on sale absolutely buy it it's been out for over a year and it should not have been at full price. The convoluted full pricing still stands and it's still fucking stupid. And I, Oh, you should uh, be ashamed of yourselves for that shit. That was fucking bullshit. You, you fucking took a quick payout from Epic games. And then you turned around a year later after your contract was up with Epic games and you tried to get more money out of your customers and you put everything back up to full price after it had already been discounted twice on Epic game store. Uh, that's despicable. Yeah, that's the that's the work of a, a much larger company. That's something that, I'll give positive to Australia. The, what is their return policy when it comes to digital content or in games? How so? Where are you getting? Where are you going with this? It's just like oh, you're talking about how it's almost shady and things are not done that you can actually like in Australia if you go in the you detail, can petition to get yeah. your money back. I got you. Yeah, because um, that's the only way they're going to learn is that people just stop giving them money. Unfortunately, yeah, and I think that's I think that's kind of something that's actually 
been sort of emphasizing them and the fact that they've, they, I mean, there's their website still has, or not the website, the, the steam page for it still has a lot of mixed reviews. People keep saying, Oh, it's mostly, it, it's mostly positive. It might be mostly positive, but it's still labeled on steam as mixed because excuse me, because of the amount of people who have jumped in and said, look, the full pricing was out of hand. The way you've done your pricing scheme is out of hand. What you've done along with the uh, the trilogy, dude. The trilogy pack literally comes with all three games, and it's missing the actual finale to Hitman Two. Wow! So Hitman Two came out right, and then they had a DLC pack that added two story missions at the end of it that gives the finality to that story. So epilogue missions to, to yeah to go into Hitman Three. Now. Originally, you had to pay for that, but if if you bought Hitman One and Two, and or if you bought Hitman Two, the the Game of the Year edition or whatever, it was the complete edition. You got all that bundled in there, including all DLC. It didn't matter, which was great when you own those games. Fantastic, but then you come out with Hitman Three, and they come out with Hitman Three, and they have a Hitman Three trilogy pack. Oh, well, it's, it it comes with Hitman One, the Game of the Year edition, which is everything, including all DLC, and then it comes with Hitman Two but it doesn't come with all DLC for Hitman 2. And it uh, pay gates the last two fucking missions in Hitman 2 unless you go and buy the pack yourself. How do you come up with a trilogy pack and not include all of the game? That'd be like if you bought, that'd be like if you bought uh, the Assassin's Creed uh, Ezio, tri- like Ezio trilogy, right? Yeah, and you don't and, get Brotherhood. And you don't get Brotherhood. It's, it's not really a trilogy then, guys. Yeah. You're getting the full XEO. You're getting the full XEO pack, but the only thing the only thing we're giving, we're giving you is Assassin's Creed two and three. Well, you're you're forgetting about the, the the second game in the middle for for his story, and it's actually the best game. Yeah, but you want us to pay for that. That's that's almost what they did here. In the fact of the last two missions are actually they're not huge, but they're fun missions, and they add to the story and are kind of necessary in order for you to get the full aspect of what's been going on and how hitman uh two ends because hitman two uh if you go from where the action or where the original ending was you have a character in it that's been captured and then if you if you don't have those two next missions it does not explain to you that that person that you captured escaped which is how hitman three starts and the fact that he's gone and he's now the main enemy so if that's the main enemy, how did that happen if you don't get those last two missions? That's a, uh, that's how a problem. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why the English had meat pudding. Gross. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, it's not worth the full price. Listeners, don't do that. Uh, wait for it to go on sale. If you don't have Hitman 1 and 2... Prior to three, wait for all of them to go on sale. My recommendation is because the Hitman the Hitman trilogy pack does not come with all of the DLC. One, don't get the deluxe edition; it's not worth the money because it comes all it comes with is artwork or is artwork and uh, the direct. I think the commentary. I think that's it. Like basically, most of it's shit that you can actually just go and get online for free. Yeah, because I want um, a commentary for a video game, right? Uh, so wait until you can get Hitman one. If you're if you're trying to get the full package, wait till you can get him Hitman one two on sale. Get those on sale from Steam. I'm sure they will get drop drop down in price tremendously uh, at some point because they always have 
Steam sale, Steam sales are infamous for doing shit like that. They'll do, they'll do entire franchise sales and say, here's all the franchise, the, the games of the franchise. You can buy them all for about the price of a full game. So wait for that to happen. Buy the game of the year edition for one, buy the game of the year edition for two. It'll come with all DLC for both of them. And then buy the, uh, or buy three with the deal and, and buy the DLC pack as well for three. Cause that's the, uh, the escalation missions that they came out with afterwards. But uh, the, I mean, it's kind of crazy when you can buy So the deluxe edition comes with, doesn't come with any, any of that DLC, right? And it's cheaper to buy the game and the DLC separately from the deluxe edition. And then they turned around and said, Oh, if you bought the deluxe edition, our bad, here's the DLC. Here's the DLC for free. It's not free. You pay, you essentially paid for that already. They just didn't include it like a bunch of jackasses and it's still cheap and it's still cheaper. You still save like two or three cents just by buying them separately. So what the fuck you didn't, you didn't give us anything extra for it. That's not a deal. IOI again, be ashamed of yourselves. You should, you, you look bad and you should feel bad. (laughs) I always love that. Oh, here it is for free. No asshole. You're just giving me what I'm owed. Yeah. It's not free. I paid for it. You just didn't give it to me right away. Um, so yeah, wait for a deep discount, wait for a steam sale by then. Uh, I bought it because I lost patience and I didn't want to play it on uh, game pass. You can play them on all on game pass, by the way, game pass does, uh, pay gate you, uh, on those last two missions on Hitman three or Hitman two, just to <laughs> let you know, uh, that's how I, that's how I learned about that. And then I found out in the steam community when I talked to a bunch of people, if that was happening to them with the trilogy pack and they were like, yep, that's exactly what happened to them. So stupid, pay gating actual missions in the game. That's yeah, like the such, fact that they put the Prothean character in Mass Effect Three, right? And pay gated that. That's, that's how it feels. That I mean, you have you have a mission that was that was a pivotal to the game, in my opinion. Pivotal to the game, and the same thing happened in Hitman Two. Pivotal, pivotal to the game. You have two fucking missions that are absolutely should be played, and they left it out, and they pay gated it. I couldn't believe, I still can't believe that from the Prothean back. That was so fucking bullshit. Have you ever tried playing Mass Effect 3 without getting, uh... No, because I always owned the, uh, the deluxe editions of every Mass Effect. Except for, I mean, obviously except for one, because I didn't have one, but... Uh, if you do another playthrough of the game, just skip the mission where you get them, and then just play through the rest of the game. I've tried it once. That'd be so Fucking weird. ridiculous. It's almost unplayable. That's so, that'd be so, yeah, that'd be so fucking weird. It's Terrible. I I understand it's only an extra ten dollars, but yeah. the fact that they pay gated that mission, yeah, is bullshit. Yeah, listeners, the reason why we sometimes the reason why we bring this shit up is like it should never be forgotten. It should never be forgotten that these companies try to fuck you. Mm-hmm. You should always remember that these companies, if they did it once, they're willing to do it again later. Always remember that shit. It's, it's the same thing as like why we why we bring up old shit with fucking Microsoft, why we bring up old shit with with Sony. We want you to remember the times they tried to fuck you. And especially on things that, you know, they, they've talked about since the first game. Oh, these were the people that came before us. This is super important. And then you finally get to it. Oh, 10 bucks and you'll be able to find out what happened. To find out what happened. Yeah. Fuck you. Can you imagine you, if you're like reading a book dicks. and that's what books Full do? Bag. <laughs> just takes out the final chapter of every book and costs you an extra 10 bucks to read the final chapter of a book. Not even the final <laughs> chapter at that point. It's like the last... 10 pages. I'm I talking this out loud yeah, now. It's becoming could you imagine real. EA, could you imagine EA or one of these companies in charge of a uh, choose your own adventure book? And every time yeah. you t- chose an adventure in order to get the rest of that adventure, you have to pay $10. I guarantee yeah. they try it. <laughs> Two adventures for free. Game. Third comes in the deluxe, Third comes edition. In the deluxe edition. Yeah. 
and that's the, the, the coolest adventure too. These companies are unscrupulous. They will try to do anything they can to get a buck out of you. So keep that in mind as we go forward and as we continue to review other games. Anything else to review, guys? I've played a fair amount of uh, Far Changing Tides um, that recently came out, and it's on oh, Game yeah. Pass. Um, I played through the entirety of the first game. This one's a little bit trickier than the first game, just because there's a couple extra kind of mechanics and uh, visually it's a little bit larger. Yeah. But ultimately it's very much the same style of game. It's very casual and you're more, it's more of an experience really than it is a, a game really. Okay. Um, but it's, it's been fun. I think I'm just about at the end of it. Uh, okay. And I, I, I think I've enjoyed the first one a little bit better just cause it's a little bit more laid back than this um. one. Which one? But, which one's the first one? Uh, I forget the exact name of it, uh, but it's it's another game that's titled Far. Yeah, it's I, Far something. Yeah, yeah. So you're going across the desert, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little yeah. bit land based. This one's pretty much all water based. Part of a trilogy, um, isn't it? I kind of hope so. Uh, yeah. There, there's some things that happen in the this game that kind of allude to. Hey, maybe you're gonna get an error, you know, travel game. Which, that makes sense. Gotcha. Lancy and curious to see. Absolutely. Yeah, be be curious to see how it works out. Um, maybe they'll make it a, a quadrilogy and give you a fire one too. <laughs> Just hit all four elements. <laughs> Lava tunneling. Yeah, to tunnel. Oh man, yeah. let's go back to the lines and get a fifth one. It's gonna be space. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's just gonna be uh, the core. <laughs> the game. The core. Um, you gotta face off. But against I the think. If if you don't have Game Pass, I think it's twenty bucks. I would say it's probably okay. easily worth that. So um, okay. if you enjoyed the first game, you'll you'll definitely enjoy this one. All right. Shows wise, uh, we have watched. We finished up Vox Machina. I mean that that was a while back, but Vox Machina was great. That was a great season ending. I, I want another one. I want another one. Absolutely. Yep. Miles is trying to go through some of their actual uh critical role episodes to find out where oh, the podcast uh where that might end yeah, it's, if, it's, if it's based I'm, off i'm of not their, having a whole lot of luck finding where they left off <laughs> um i know it's in their first campaign i just don't know where <laughs> yeah if he ever finds a spot we might start watching that a little bit because we've been watching viva la dirt league viva la dirt league uh their D listeners if you haven't been watching that it's fantastic absolutely go through those um yeah all the, of them uh, are great even though they're, they're, they're earlier ones yeah, even their earlier ones, though, even the ones like that, they, you know, the ones they had to do remote are, yeah. are pretty funny. <clears throat> so recommend that, um, you know, Reacher was actually cool. It was a good ending. I enjoyed the show. I think we already reviewed that a little did, bit, but did you see yeah. where it got kind of stupid? Absolutely. Okay. And the <laughs> terrible CGI that happens in that movie on that last fucking episode is oh, the last awful. Fight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally, the literally bullet being off the yeah. paper. <laughs> the, fucking, the fucking, like the fucking money dropping that just, just disappears when it hits the ground. I thought it was intentional. The, the fucking, the, the fucking bullet fucking yeah. ricochet spark, spark yeah. off the cardboard box. Like yeah. miles was the one that caught that. Amazing. I was like, like at first, when I first saw it, I, I first saw it. I was like, Oh no, there was, there had to be like a cage or something behind him. He goes, miles goes, I don't think so. Let's go back. Like you go back. <laughs> nope. It's straight up a fucking cardboard box. It has a spark come off of it from bullets. We're like, wow. <laughs> was your CGI department just taking a break that day? And they gave it to the intern. What happened? Um, I'm just happy that he was finally able to get a piece of peach cobbler. Yeah. 
the the peach pie that was good yeah. um at the end and the fact that he's like i've had better <laughs> i was like i was waiting for it <laughs> yeah. uh i was you know let's just sorry for the spoiler but it was yeah, you know, it, was, it was a funny it's predictable moment. though yeah. um, it's pretty predictable we but, almost got a uh a thad scream almost almost it was close because yeah. I, I think i messaged you when it happened yeah um, well, there's a few times I've catched him when I'm watching that when he goes in the Raph voice because he's been the voice of Raphael for a while. Uh, I'm looking. That said, I'm looking forward to if they do another season. Yeah, absolutely. I think they. I think they should keep it going. I think he does a he does a really good job as Reacher, and he kind of embodies the character correctly. And uh, you know, he's not a he's not of in my opinion the same thespian caliber as Tom Cruise, but he embodies the character physically, and that's the yeah. kind of thing of like the biggest differences of. When you look at when you look at Tom Cruise, while they make him tough in the movies and he plays the part exceedingly well, it's not the same presence. When you have the statement of like when somebody says, "Is anybody staying here that you know that could kill somebody with one punch?" You don't think Tom Cruise. You see this guy, yeah, that guy could probably kill somebody with one punch. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like imagine Danny DeVito as Wolverine. Some people just can't pull it off. Yeah, right. I'd love to pull see on smart assness <laughs> from. Uh, from him as Reacher, that was fucking great. Loved it. It's not the same. Like I, I went, actually went through the movies recently. I was like, it's the same caliber. They try to keep that that same kind of wit of he'll just sarcastically, you know, talk back to you without we're great really delivery. talking back with you, and just it's really good delivery. It's awesome. I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you understand? Yes. <laughs> yes, you were there, Lily. Yeah. Yes, I understand. I do not have to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking great. Uh, yeah, so definitely worth, worth watching. Definitely worth watching on uh, Amazon prime. Unfortunately, Amazon prime is recently going up in price. So if you can share your prime account with somebody or have a family member, you can share it with, I suggest you cancel your prime and, and do the, the family plan to be great. split up the cost. This price increase. If I stopped getting foreign fucking subtitles in my goddamn That'd show, be great if they could fix the <laughs> fucking app. Absolutely. Yeah. God. Yeah. That is annoying as shit. Out of you know, nowhere, I'm a more, have fucking like German subtitles, yeah. except it's not German. <laughs> I'm a little more open to Prime raising their the pricing just because the fact that you get more and then just shows. Because you, yeah, I would say yes, except for the fact that I don't get any other benefit out of them. Yeah. I don't get I I get Prime movies or well, Prime shows. I get I get their shows, but I also only get packaging. And with their fucking with the latest shipping issues that have been going on and not getting packages, you know, after two days and waiting, have, having to wait for some ship for a week. I don't see what I'm paying for extra and why they have to cost us more. On top of that, their membership went up so, so much that they made a 17 over a 17 percent increase in profit over the past two years. No, I would agree with you on that one. Like the spike is insane. They made 20 billion dollars in profit listeners, 20 <laughs> billion with a B. I know, but twenty he's billion fix that dollars out of that rocket. Twenty billion dollars in profit. That means after costs, they made profit for a year, just one year, and they still increased your costs for Amazon Prime by seventeen percent. Does that sound like a company that's struggling to you? Well, it doesn't matter because money is just a made-up figment of everybody's Fucking imagination. concept, apparently. Yeah. No, that was that's what all uh that's what all fucking NFTs and uh cryptocurrency has taught us. I keep laughing anytime somebody brings up the fact of oh NFTs or uh fucking cryptocurrency has value. I'm like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> you see uh supposedly Colorado is accepting uh cryptocurrency for taxes now? 
prepared. Yeah, it was already in there. And, and I'm sure, I'm sure they will. And then they'll find out how much of a bad idea it was when they start getting ripped <laughs> off and realize that half of it doesn't actually is an actual currency. Yeah, that's what that's what happened, happened with Steam. Shane, I'm like, what, it's not based on anything. Yeah, that's what. But that's what happened with Steam. Steam found out that ni- that 50 of all cryptocurrency exchanges were fake, were false, yeah. and weren't and and didn't equate to actual money. And because of that, they were losing money. So that's why Steam turned around and said, no cryptocurrency, no NFTs are allowed on Steam anymore at all with the platform. Good on them. And you had it, yeah. And you had a developer. Well, the funniest part is the developer was like, hey, our entire our entire game is based off NFTs. That's our, that's kind of our, our bread and butter in the currency. Are you selling Sounds like you that fucked we're no, up. That we're no longer allowed <laughs> on the platform and Gabe Newell's response. That's exactly what I just said. Yes. <laughs> like what part of, what part of my communication did you not understand? I thought that was good on them. They were sitting there saying yeah, it was, it was a financial decision. It was a financial decision for them, financial decision for their customers. And they sat there and said, it's not worth it. We're not going to put up with it. I'm glad when companies do that. Yep. Uh, Stick to the word. Yeah. yeah, basically that was Steam sending. That was Valve sending a message to all other developers of "Don't do this. It's not going to happen the way you think it is." We also burned through uh, Boys Diabolical. And that was pointless. <laughs> not worth it. So some of it was entertaining, but it didn't need to happen. <laughs> no, it, listeners, I'll tell you the same thing I told the rest of the guys of watch episodes three and eight. I just watched episode three while we we're those, waiting. Those are the only two fun. that could possibly go with the show. Or have any continuity with the show, and that's it. The rest of it was kind of just fan fiction. What if? And that's that's all you know. That's all I really have to say about it. Like, like Miles said, it was it was somewhat entertaining, but it wasn't worth worth my time. I kind of feel like I need to. I kind of wanted like my time back from watching it after that. So we also watched uh, all of Cuphead uh, animated. Cuphead was actually fun. It's worth your time. It's actually uh, kind of like. Mary Melodies. It's the original Looney Tunes uh, yeah. kind of stuff made us really, really miss that. Um, so that was good. Um, very, you know, pretty funny. It's got some good humor. It's got some, you know, good old Looney Tunes kind of style humor to it. And uh, don't expect it to have the exact same story as the game because it doesn't. So right. just to, to put that in there, in case anybody's going in there, like, it's not like the game. Well, it's not meant to be like the game. So, uh, I, we also on anime side of things, I watched, uh, wonder egg priority. That show is batshit <laughs> to start with, yeah, but it was it. good, but it's good. And I really hope that they get another season so they can explain the massive hole of, uh, story that's, that's there at the end of like, what the fuck is going on? Where is like, where is this going? I need to watch this on Funimation before it gets canceled. I'm sure it's uh, it's I'm sure it's probably already on Crunchyroll. But uh, and but I mean, you can go ahead and watch it on it'll it'll be available on on Funimation for as long as I have you know as long as there's a membership. So yeah, they they just said that they're not going to update anything. I don't think they're necessarily taking anything down. Correct. Um, yeah, it'll be up there until like they'll keep it up until there until I like, think the end of the year, and then as soon as it's basically it's, it, as soon as they can get all of the 100 of everything that's on Funimation onto Crunchyroll, that's when they're going to shut down Funimation. I think, which hopefully will bring the functionality of Funimation's app to Crunchyroll. God, I hope so. That uh, it desperately needs an update. Oh, dude, I don't like Crunchyroll's. Nope, no one does. Yeah, it um, makes me well, think no, of a lazy no ass one, no one with some intelligence. <laughs> An understanding of UI. Yeah. 
that being said, it was a good show. You kept recommending it, so I finally started it, and uh, it was it was good. I yeah. liked it. Like the first episode, I was watching it. Like when it when it got to you have like you have the beginning of the 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 bug that scene. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then like as it went, I was like, this is fucking crazy. What the hell is this? And as it just you know as it kept going, I was like, this is actually really good. This is a good show. I enjoy it. Uh, and uh, I think like I I like the characters, uh, the main characters. I think she's wonderful. Um, and just uh, fight choreography. Fight, yeah, choreography was really really well done. Yeah, I haven't they, seen fights in a show like that in a long time. Yeah, you could tell where their budget went. Absolutely. Uh, Character so, design was good. I'm universe. I I really want to see it, that. This goes back. I to, loved the gun. By the yes. way. <laughs> that thing was badass. I was like, that is the coolest fucking weapon I've seen in a long time. Yeah, quite a while. Um, but it, like I said, when I get to the end of a show and I, I want more just so I can find out more of the universe, that's yeah. always a good sign. And I really yeah. hope that we get some more expansion on what they already showed us. Absolutely. Uh, so listeners, if you haven't watched uh, a good anime in a while, and you want something that's uh, entertaining it's not necessarily a family show. I would say if you have teenagers uh, or even like 12 and up, I think it's okay. It's appropriate for that. Um, but uh, it touches on a lot of uh, touches on a lot of issues, especially involving uh, suicide. And I mean, that's a kind of a big theme there. So if you can't handle that kind of stuff, well, then uh, it's not, it's obviously not going to be a show for you. But if you're okay with being able to handle those, you know, that side of things and getting into those kind of emotions and understanding uh, just the different uh, different problems that these characters go going through. I mean, it deals with uh, uh, rape and other other things that happen to other characters. It doesn't show any of that stuff. I will say it doesn't doesn't show any of that stuff. So it covers it just, dark topics. It yeah, it's not Netflix. The topic. Yeah. It's not Netflix, <laughs> but it doesn't a, show any of that stuff. Thankfully in a weirdly cheery and bright tone and everything. Yeah. It, it's very, it's kind of conflicting because they're yeah. talking so about they're a glass half full show. Kind of. Yeah, kind of, but it's weird because they're talking about like suicide and rape and everything and everything in the show is really brightly colored and it's yeah, Japanese like, Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> kind of. That, yeah. yeah. That's actually yeah, not, not a bad description. Yeah. Uh, we finished up banished, uh, banished, Banished from the Heroes Party. I chose a quiet life <laughs> in the countryside. I think that's the full title. If I got it, I don't know how long, you I remember apologize. those titles, dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but we watched that. That was actually really, really entertaining. I am hoping that they continue with that storyline. I really want to watch more of that. Uh, that was probably that was probably one of the big surprises for me of the year for anime. Uh, was how good that show actually ended up being. Compared to other shows that we saw, we're like, ah, oh, this should be really good. And we were like, yeah, it was just meh. <laughs> yeah. And it's but, kind uh, of a, it's kind of a mellow show in, in the grand absolutely. scheme of things. Like yeah. it's not over the top on any aspect, really. It's just a good watch. Yeah, definitely. Um, we have uh, another anime. I think we're still going through. That's the one with the, uh, mm. Yeah, I don't even remember uh, the name of it. I can't remember the name of it. So it's the one where the kid just found out that he's like the the son of uh, the king, and somehow his mom was like in stasis. It was weird. 
we'll, we'll let you guys know how that turns out if uh, if if it gets any better. So far, that one's entertaining, but that's about as far as it goes. It's not one that I would absolutely say, oh, you should watch it. Um, yeah. But uh, I can't think of any other anime that I've been going through. You guys got anything else? Uh, if you guys need like a palate cleanser show, if something uh, Comey can't communicate was really good. Uh, I've mm. seen that on uh, Netflix. Netflix. They finally dubbed just, it. Uh, Did they finally dub it? They okay. finally oh, dubbed okay. it because that's that's how I watched it. Uh, I've read parts of the manga before, mm. so I already knew what it was what it was going into it. Just real simple comedy. Okay, it's uh, like I said. It's yeah, the only reason good. I didn't watch it was because uh, it was subbed. I was like, ah, I'll pass for now. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's always kind of one of those things. Listeners, I know that we're we're being like. Lazy. You guys might be sitting there going, oh, "Are you lazy fucks?" and stuff like that. No, Keep fuck that. I watch stuff to watch it, not read it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's exactly it. That's, that's exactly that's actually exactly how Tell I explain me I have to it read to, this coloring book to Bronx yeah. and Chris because Chris prefers the doves. I'm like, I don't ha- like or the the subs, and I was like, I don't know how you do that. She goes, What do you mean? I was like, When I watch something, I want to watch it. I don't want to have to read the entire time. Yeah. I was like, On top of that, listeners, I have dyslexia. Do you know how much hard, how much work I actually have to do to make sure I can read words correctly? Or now imagine trying to deal with that with subtitles. Like, yeah, yeah. And instead of listening to music, you should play it. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yourself. No, no, fuck, fuck that. Instead of listening to music, you have to read sheet music. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, imagine yeah. you trying, listen to music. You should fucking read it. <laughs> yeah. Imagine trying to read subtitles during uh, like any Dragon Ball fight. Oh, when you're man. trying to watch the fight but they're talking to each other the whole time you have to go watch everything twice so you can read the dialogue and then go back and then actually watch the fight yeah because it goes fast <laughs> I'm choking on what I was drinking because I was starting to laugh when he said that <laughs> well at least with Dragon Ball it's what there's only a fight oh, scene like once every 14 episodes yeah but once they get to it it's really fucking cool <laughs> oh there's another anime that's like that I've been waiting to uh, to watch because it hasn't been dubbed and it's a, uh, it's like something, something about like Bunny Girl. I can't remember the exact oh, name. Like you know what oh, I'm talking about. It's I know Netflix. exactly what you're talking about, and I've been waiting for the dub on that one too. Yeah, because again, I've heard I've, I've heard there will be no dub on it because I believe that is an Aniplex <laughs> release. I, I've also read part of the manga for that one because yeah. I, I still follow a lot of uh, fan translation groups. <clears throat> Okay. And they'll uh, they'll post, you know, oh, hey, hey, we did this chapter over the weekend. So I'll go read. Yeah, you can pieces you can, every once in a while. You have groups that pay like pay translators to put them in. No, and, it's uh, people that do it for a hobby. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of how I get a, a heads Apologize. up of what's coming out. Yeah. And uh, that's another show that if they ever dub it, I'll watch that one. Yeah, it looks funny. I'm like, this or, looks interesting. Or if I can ever manage to get my ADD in check long enough to yeah. sit down and read for a half hour. Yeah, the the thing is, like, the girl's in, like, a, a bunny costume, and supposedly people just ignore her. Like, she's actually, she can actually be seen. Yeah, but everybody just <laughs> ignores it. Just ignores it because she's, I, I think, like, chibi, right? Uh, or not chibi, uh... Fuck. No, what's the word? God damn it. It's going to drive me fucking nuts now. Uh, God damn it. What's it called? Uh, there's an entire series about it and it's driving me nuts and I love it. Um, where people, you know, it's the adolescence uh, syndrome that they talk about. In, uh, oh, that whole like she's 200 but looks 15 thing. No, it's where 
somebody doesn't really grow up or grow out of their adolescence and they, they still like to, you know, do fantasy and. Oh yeah. Shit. Now I can't think of it. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about though. I, I own an entire series of it. Um, yeah. Cause I know the series that you're talking about. It's the, the one with the girl with the eye patch. And yeah. The, yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> wow. I can't remember the last time we all collectively had a brain fart like this. Yeah. <laughs> What do they call it? It's like eighth grade syndrome or something. Yeah. Chinebio. Chinebio. God damn it. <laughs> That's why I said Chibi. <laughs> oh, you were <Yeah>. pretty close. <laughs> um, Except they mean completely different things. <laughs> right. In other news. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, John DiMaggio struck a deal. And so we're going to get 20 episodes of Futurama, supposedly. Hopefully it'll be good. I still don't know if I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I was talking with uh, another one of my friends about it, and he was like, oh, dude, aren't you excited that Futurama's coming back? That was one of your favorite shows. And I was like, yeah, Futurama is one of my favorite shows. But the way that they ended it when they finally ended it is perfect. I didn't yeah. need more after that. Yeah. And I mean, I guess I could do the the whole thing of if I don't like it, I could just pretend they don't exist. But I just I didn't feel the need for or more. If it takes you know, or if it takes place well before and it's just in between. Yeah, that's true too. But I just, I, I feel like there was, yeah, I, I, I get, have enough future. I get where you come from though. Yeah. But if it's as good as the old stuff, I want to see it. Cause shit's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. Cause it's like, yeah, if it's good, then I'll enjoy it. But if it's bad, then why are you getting my hopes up that it'll be good? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not like uh, Enchanted. I could have done without that whole series. Oh, yeah, uh, I stopped watching that. I tried catching back up on it, and I I think I stopped with season two. It just wasn't very good. And then I got to season three, and I I don't care anymore. And that's what well, that's why I'm about halfway through uh, the last season of Crossing Swords because I totally forgot that the uh, second season dropped. Crossing Swords is funny. It was actually yeah. pretty good. Uh, I I'd recommend watching it. I so far it's been con, it's been consistently enjoyable, and you have a character that actually grows. So uh, yeah, I was kind of disappointed that uh, the sort of uh, buddy cop was only around for one episode. That was fucking hysterical. My work is done here. If I can get you to use one pun, yeah. I've done my job. <laughs> <laughs> Love Chinibio and other delusions. By the way, that's the one I was thinking. Oh yeah. I, I loved that series. That was great. Uh, the other, the last thing I wanted to review for anime is called my senpai is annoying. And that is on Funimation. That's how, I've, how I watched it. Uh, it's funny. It's very cute. And, uh, I, I'd recommend watching it. I'd recommend, you know, going through it. They are currently, I, I think they are still currently wrapping up the dubbing for it. So hopefully that'll be finished before I switch over to Crunchyroll. Yeah, it's 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 funny. It has a you know the main character is really tiny. She's one of the, she. It's kind of come across comes across as like she's one of those people who suffers from that uh, hormonal hormonal like disorder where they still kind of look like kids, and she's she's treated like like by everybody else like she's not a grown up, and uh, the guy that she works with her senpai is this big gigantic dude 
uh, kind of like, uh, uh, what's his name from, uh, my love story. It's kind of, it's kind of like that. Uh, he's just, just this massive guy and she's this tiny person. And, uh, she constantly wants him to see her as an adult and a grown up, and he treats, he doesn't really treat her that way or see her that way. But, uh, there's kind of like this, you know, budding love story that's going on between them. But yeah, I mean, I'd recommend it based off of just the most of the season that I've seen. Um, Josiah and I finished up. Uh, I, I think you finished up, right? I'm, I think Miles already finished it up with uh, with me already, which is the uh, the detective is already dead. No, I was waiting for the dubbing to finish. Oh, it's already done. Yeah, it's finished. I, I didn't know that, so I'll go watch. I'll it. go finish it. <laughs> Leave me. I'll go I, watch it. I we'll like, finish up the podcast when you get back. I think. Uh, what was it? We got four episodes in and I told you I was going to wait for the yeah. dubbing to finish. Yeah. Dubbing's finished. Uh, it was really good. It is batshit consistently throughout. If you couldn't get that from the first episode, but it's worth it's, watch. Yeah. It's worth the watch. God. It's worth the watch. Uh, I would say definitely, definitely check it out. Yeah. I'll go back and finish so, it. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they continue that series. I don't know if they will to be honest. Yeah. With how it ended, like it wasn't a bad ending, but I would say temper your expectations for that ending. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Listeners, thank you for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Whether you're a uh, Sith or a Jedi, Vulcan or Romulan, don't really care. We want you listening to us. Tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around. This is Vargo. This is Josiah. Miles. Anderson. Keep on geeking on. We're out. Step like it.